Thanks for listening to Chicago's Morning Answer podcast sponsored by Signature Bank. Signature Bank takes pride in helping customers grow their business and provide unmatched banking expertise, custom financial solutions, and the industry's best technology. So whether you're a business looking for a deposit relationship or needs a ready source of financing, Signature Bank is the right bank for you. Call today at 773-467-5600 to hear how Signature Bank can help your business grow and thrive. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. This is Chicago's Morning Answer. Merry Christmas. On AM 560. How The answer. All right. Last show for us for 2023. Hi, partner. Hey, how's it going? Good. I can't see you over there. And you I can't see me. It's you. the screen. The well, screen's in the way. screen. We're Can there. You? Oh, 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 oh it moved. Full frontal view. Of I didn't John know Anthony that. This <laughs> I don't sit here much, so. You don't? Oh, I know. I'm You've been right gone. there. You yeah. sit in the big seat. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I've been trying to play this soundbite for a long time. And it's, I just want to remind people of why we fell in love with Trump in the first place. Uh-huh. And it's David Chappelle <laughs> when he was on Saturday Night Live. And I heard it a few weeks ago, and it, it really brought me back mm-hmm. to a time where like, this, this is an aha moment. So he he had kept you know David Chappelle everybody loves oh, yeah. David Chappelle whether you're on the right or left or yeah. center, and he makes sense. Well, I'm not joking right now. He's an honest liar. That first debate, that first debate, I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen a white male billionaire screaming at the top of his lungs. This whole system is rigged. He said. <laughs> and across the stage was a white woman Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama sitting over there looking at him like, no, it's not. I said, now wait a minute, bro. It's what he said. And the moderator said, well, Mr. Trump, if in fact the system is rigged, as you suggest, what would be your evidence? Remember what he said, bro? He said, I know the system is rigged because I use it. I said, <laughs> And then he pulled out an Illuminati membership card, chopped a lot of cocaine up, and got right into the podium. No one ever heard someone say something that true. And then Hillary Clinton tried to punch him in the taxes. She said, this man doesn't pay his taxes. He shot right back. That makes me smart. Remember that? Yeah, I do. And then he said, if you want me to pay my taxes, then change the tax code. But I know you won't because your friends and your donors enjoy the same tax breaks that I do. And with that, my friends... A star was born. Ah, oh, still That's gives true. me the chills. 312-642-5600. Turnkey.pro answer line 64636. Type in DA, then a quick comment. Is that when you fell in love with him? No, I fell in love with him coming down the escalator. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. He, I mean, he's right. He came out swinging. Wait, I just he? didn't like what he said about Mexicans because yeah. I have a lot of dear friends and my stepdad was Mexican. Right. And I didn't appreciate that because they're not all rapists. But I, I know what he was trying right. to say. Right. But right. sometimes we need a Trump translator. <laughs> well, I, do, is, does that exist? I can't. Uh, I don't know. No, I don't. Th- I don't think that exists. But I, I love Chappelle. I play a lot of Dave Chappelle on my show. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. Because I mean, because did he call him an honest liar? Yeah. <laughs> Well, all right. So I have a trivia question for you. All right. Because now other states are considering 
kicking Trump off the ballot. Okay. So you had Colorado, mm-hmm. you know, which I, obviously the U.S. Supreme Court is going to take that up and um, because he was acquitted by the Senate for insurrection and he was never charged with insurrection. Mm. That, that's how it works, right? Yeah. So that's just the basic. That's like low hanging fruit. And the former attorney general, Bill Barr, spoke up and uh, put it plainly. Got us right in the gut. The core problem here is the denial of due process. It was a five-day hearing. Uh, there was no jury. It was before the judge. Uh, they they were not able to subpoena witnesses and compel the attendance of of witnesses. That the process here was a procedural Frankenstein. A procedural Frankenstein. Ouch! Pieces together. Well, now we have the lieutenant governor from California. Her name is Alani Kanalkas. <laughs> What? <laughs> Say it again. What is it? <laughs> Alani? Can somebody speak Greek around here? Kukalakis? Kunalakis? <laughs> no, well, you try. Kunalakis? Kunalakis. Okay, Lakis? so anyway, Lakis? but she's running for governor, obviously, yeah. so this is her political moment where, look at me, this isn't political at all. We have to do this to save our democracy. <laughs> we are in uncharted territory in our country, and the decision out of Colorado um, is a very significant fact. When the Supreme Court of Colorado determines in an examination of the facts that Donald Trump is an insurrectionist and therefore is disqualified from being on the ballot, certainly here in California we have to look at that information and make the same determination here. Hmm. What do you think about that? Uh, sounds like somebody running for office. <laughs> <laughs> but New York may follow. I mean, this is this could be the beginning near the end. Yeah. And I really wish that the Supreme Court would not go on yeah. Christmas break right now and do the work. Yeah, Congress shouldn't be going on Christmas break. Dude, no. There's too much work to do. We have so much, we're being so invaded at the border, which we're going to get into at 535 because I have a whole new thing on that. But I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you know who else was kicked off the ballot? Hmm. Ding, 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 ding. That's a good ding. question. It happened a long, long time ago, before you were born, uh, before your know. parents were born, and probably before your grandparents. Abraham Lincoln. I was going to say Abraham The Lincoln. Southern Confederates knocked him off 10 state ballots. Really? Yep. And look what happened. So uh, President Trump uh, yesterday, or excuse me, President Biden tweeted out that Trump was a threat to our democracy. Uh, oh, my and, uh, God. No. You pose right. an existential threat to our country. I mean, he doesn't secure a border. He lets guns in. Fentanyl, FBI watch list terrorist groups. His weak leadership inspired right. Putin, I think, to invade Ukraine. Inspired right. Hamas to kill Israelis. Right. So he's are, the are, threat. Are you on the FBI's list? I mean, you're white, so you know no. all white people are on that list now, right? <laughs> no. Because they said white supremacy is like, you know. I am not a white supremacist. <laughs> But, you know, here's a fix to all of this. What? Congress, get back to work, unfund every special prosecution, every special prosecutor, unfund them. Just take the money completely away from them from doing any of this until the election is over. You know, uh, Congress, unfund any and everything. Fund more, put more money at the border. Why not? Just do it. Go after every, uh, biting on it. Because guess what? You don't have to be convicted of a crime to be kicked off a ballot. So Biden has all this dirt on him. Now every red-blooded state that has um, uh, go kick him off the ballot. Why not? Play their game. Play their, Play game. their game against them. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. Now I guess those activist judges in Colorado are getting death threats. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't. I'm, comes, not, with all I'm that, not into all that. So that's I, part I of think the We should leave him alone. But that lieutenant governor, I'm just going to call her Alani, um, the Greek lady. She also put in her argument that you know, besides taking him off because he's an insurrectionist, yeah. But you, you know, reminded people that you have to be 40 years old to be president. Oh no, you have to be 35. 35. Yeah. She doesn't even know that. Kind of lady kind of has egg in her face. Uh-huh. Uh, let's go to t- t- Rich in Indian Head Park. You're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Good morning, Rich. Hey, good morning, Amy. Good morning, John. How hey, are you today? Good, doing good. What I wanted to start the day with is I wanted to wish you and your family, families, along with uh, Dan and uh, Mike Scott and all the 560 crew and all your listeners, a Merry Christmas and a healthy and happy New Year. And uh, have a good holiday season. Oh, Thank thanks, you. Rich. And thanks for always calling in yeah. and being so kind. Joe Petchy. Joe Petchy. That's our guy, Joe Petchy. Sounds just like him. A lot of text messages. Amy, you've come a long way. You were such a liberal suburban mom in 2015. Oh, oh wow. You mean with your suit on, with your COVID suit and all that? <laughs> hey. Oh, I'm sorry. Too soon. Too oh, no, soon. we should. You know what, Justin, the end of the year, the COVID crazy, Amy? We should get that back. Oh, that would be amazing. When I put hand sanitizer on my gloves, <laughs> and I was wearing two masks, and I was shaming all of you, but that's I that's remember. Thing. Yeah. Oh, you oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You going to get vaccinated, John? No. Oh, here we go. When I was at O'Hare last night in the international terminal, and you would be surprised at how many people have masks on and gloves. I had two pairs of gloves on. I had a mask. I was- Two uh, pairs. Two. Yeah, because yeah. one's not enough. Like the- the, the well, latex I just got, gloves you're wearing now. Well, I I, no. I ran out of the box that our HR director gave me here, and there's some in the medicine cabinet if you ever need to know if you want some gloves. <laughs> oh, this is the word. <laughs> you can play those all <laughs> Okay, let's go to Craig in Mount Greenwood. <clears throat> you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Hey, good morning, Amy, and good morning, John. Good morning. And, uh, Merry Christmas to you guys and your families. Have a great celebration. Thank you. And uh, here's what I want to say. You know what? Uh, normally, uh, I 100% agree with your sentiment, John. Man, give these leftists back exactly what they do to us. Just give it right back to them. Yeah. But in this case here, I think they got a trap set up, possibly, where they're looking for a double knockout. So they probably hope we would do that. So they'd get both. Uh, they don't want um, Biden yeah. around, I, I don't think, anymore. They get them both knocked off, and then they put one of the other knuckleheads like Gruesome Newsome in there, exactly what they want. Uh, so we got to be careful in this uh, this area here because these lefts are so, the leftists are so uh, cunning, and uh, they, they're up to shenanigans all the time. All right. So, That's a good point. Uh, Thanks, Craig. You're the best. Hopefully call in later for Open Mic Friday. Let's go to, oh, Mary Kay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, I think I was a COVIDian with Mary Kay. What, didn't we golf one time and I was wearing masks outside yes. or something? Yes, you guys, well, we were cleaning up our cart on oh my wheels, God. driver's wheels. Oh my <laughs> Remember God. we were wheels. sanitizing our golf balls? Yeah, like, well, and you guys were, <laughs> you and um, you and Lissa were driving, like, far away from me. I'm like, you're not even going to watch me play. <laughs> <laughs> that was so hysterical. Yeah, the three of us um, weren't golfing, and we we yeah. socially distanced. <laughs> so, a little bit, and you guys were drinking and playing music, and I was like, on the there was no one on the course. So I don't, it was think, so I don't drink and play golf, but okay. <laughs> no, truly, I mean that's not drinking. Oh no, I don't. That was Lissa. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, that was both. Okay. Um, (laughs) But I was thinking about that this morning. People are out double masking on 95. I'm like, what are we doing? Stop, people. They're so brainwashed. It's kind of sad. We're going to talk to Dr. Richard Bartlett at the top of the 6 o'clock hour because... This people are out of their minds. I mean, I was at the school yesterday um, and people that were masked the day before aren't masked. And, you know, I'd, of course, like, what, what's going on? They said, well, I had COVID, but you have to wear a mask for five days when you get back Not to again. school at CPS. Oh, God. Not my, again. Oh, oh, my gosh, you guys. Oh, I sent I just sent a text on the other thing. Defund Congress. Let's get that, those signs going. Defund Congress. No more special investigations. Didn't, didn't you just say that, John? Yeah. Pretty yeah, much. Pretty much. All right. Thanks, Mary Kay. Yeah. Thanks, Mary Kay. All right, you guys. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Okay. Thanks. Bye bye. This is Chicago's morning answer. This is a full blown four alarm holiday emergency here. An AM five sixty. We're gonna have the happy, happy, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny and K. The answer. Hey, business owners, is your business and money in good hands? Does your bank invest in your success? Hi, Mike Gallagher here, letting you know that when you need a relationship bank, Signature Bank makes commercial banking personal. I love these guys. Not only do they have expansive industry experience, a strong financial track record, but they're also highly capitalized for strategic growth. That's so important. That's why Signature Bank is my bank. They know what it means to grow a business by designing solutions that are right for you and only you. These are real people. They're ready to help. So reach out to my friends at Signature Bank. Make the call today, 773-467-5630, 773-467-5630, or visit them online at SignatureBank.Bank. That's SignatureBank.Bank. Your business could be Signature Bank's next success story. Go online, SignatureBank.Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Signature Bank. Only the biggest stories, only the biggest guests, and only the biggest opinions. This is AM560, The Answer. Remember, come on, you're going to sing with me later. Yeah, later. Well, when are we going to practice? We'll practice on the break. Oh, okay. Not on air. This is one of the songs you wanted to sing. Oh, I'm, 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 so it's song. Deck the Halls, Feliz Navidad, or you said one song. Jingle Bell. That's no, like I'm, three or four songs. I'm giving you three oh. choices. Okay. Choice one, take the window. Choice okay. two, take the stairs. Okay. <laughs> I think I'll take the stairs. Okay. <laughs> or the roof. All right, Amy Jacobson here, John Anthony in for Dan Proft. Thanks for Second having me. Second day is always the fun, mm-hmm. the fun part. You know, when you want to. It is. And that alarm goes off at 3 a.m. Oh, I didn't want to get up. Oh, yeah. Oh, but look God. at you. You're here. Yeah. Love and life. In body only. God is good. You yes, and I text is. each other sometimes yeah. when things are bad. And yeah. we're like, then the next day we're like. Okay, God is good. Yep, we can breathe. We've got this. <laughs> um, what we don't have right now is control of our border. No. And yesterday, I spent a lot of time doing a lot of homework. I was DMing back and forth with Allie Bradley. She's from News Nation, and she's in Lukeville. I was trying to get her on the show, but with you know the timing and stuff. But she's doing an amazing job. So every day, by, by 7.50, I'm sorry, by 9 a.m. in the morning, 750 people had crossed already. Wow, that's and a lot just of people. In Lukeville. Wow. So far, we record-breaking days, twelve thousand five hundred in one day. Think of all the football stadiums you would yeah. fill of the people. Yeah. We've had nine million and one million plus gotaways since Biden took office. Wow! And that's just we don't really even know how many more people gotten in this country. So this line of people, just well, I'll let you. The, she's walking along the line yeah. of people who are waiting. Some are asking for food. Some are saying America is good. 
Your Guinea? Okay, where are you going? I'm going to America. To America? Yes. You're in America, man. Okay. What state? What city are you going to? Jersey? Minnesota. Minnesota. Where? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Okay, what about you? New York. What are you going to those places for? Huh? What for? What are you doing? Work? Yeah, work. Work? Okay. You want to drive? Okay. All right. Why now? Why are you guys here now? What happened? I want to start after work. You want to start after work? Okay, but why are you here in America now? Why now? What happened in your country? I am happy. You're happy to come to America? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, they cool, man. Well, oppressed people from their country. Where's the asylum? How's that asylum? Because there is what? none. It's a bunch of lies. It's a good country? I think so, too, man. I think so, too. I like it here. America, very good. All right. All right. Thanks, man. Hi. Where are you from, man? Where? Colombia? Dominic. What'd you say? She's walking along the line. Zambia? Okay, Gambia. Okay, sorry. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. And it goes on and on. And she, again, she ran into people from Senegal, Congo, Gambia, Angola, New Guinea, Liberia, Dominican, Guatemala, Ecuador. And they all had something in common. They all had specific, even with their with their best friend right. crossing, one's going to Philly, one's going to Minnesota. Yeah. And then Fox News talked to this one guy and they said, where are you going? And he pulled out a sheet of paper and he said, well, this is, and he's unraveling it. Um, This is where I'm going. And they checked it and it was a community center in Philadelphia. See, that's too Someone is sponsoring these people. And I don't know if it's George Soros or if it's the DNC, but then you go to ABC news. So I'm thinking, okay, this is, this might be right wing crazy. Right. Then I'm watching CNN. Then I'm watching ABC news. Who's the reporter goes up to these guys <clears throat> who are from India. Right. Young kids. Okay. Where are you guys from? India. 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 Everybody, India. Everybody here from India? India? Where do you guys want to go in the United States? What city? California. California? California? Everybody here California? New Jersey. Seattle. New York. Okay. And why did you guys come here to the U.S.? Sorry? English. English, no. Yeah, English? now they don't speak English. Do you, do you want to work? So listen to this. You want a job? Yes, yes. No, no, no. What? No, you don't want to work. Why'd you? Life in danger. Life in danger. Okay. He knows. He knows. And how did you guys get here? Where did you fly into? Uh oh. Nobody speaks English. I don't understand your language. English, no English. Only Punjabi. Did you? Did you catch that bull jive? Three one two six four two five six zero zero turnkey dot pro answer line six four six three six type in DA then a quick comment. They're most they're not asylum no. seekers. No, they're not fleeing their country because no. of oppression or famine. Well, that one guy was the one guy. Oh yeah, because he's like, uh, and then I no speak no English. Right, right, right. When it, when the I, question is why are you here? Yeah, all of a sudden yeah. everyone doesn't speak English. Yeah, that's why I love the the Trump remain in Mexico policy. Well, it you, know, you stay there until we find out who you are. Um, because I mean, Amy, none of these, I come from work. That's not, you should not be seeking asylum. Right. If you're trying to change that, work. where are the Republicans in Congress in, in the house who have the power now? But then they, you have one guy like randomly going to Milwaukee. Yeah. Go, 
what? Yeah. You just came from Senegal. You're going to Milwaukee and your best friend's going to Seattle? Right. And then they won't assimilate. They won't learn the culture of America. They want to bring their own culture here. No, I'm not for that. This They're is America. here to grow the Democratic base. Yeah, of course they are. They are here to fill the void in these Democratic blue cities where they've had tens of thousands of people right. move out. And how do I know this? This is some video or audio of Mike Johnson before he became speaker in 2019 oh, with Jerry Nadler having an exchange about what this really is all about, folks. Everybody wants to know at home, why would they allow this? Guys, they're allowing it because they're going to turn them into voters. They already are doing this in New York City, largest city in America, and this is the plan of our friends on this side to turn all the illegals into voters. That's it, folks. That's what's going on. That's the game. That's why the border's open. That's why they've dropped it. Look, I I respect Ms. Lofgren and all her work in this arena. Yes, I'll I'll yield, Mr. Chairman. I'd love to hear what you have to say about this. As a New Yorker, I would love to think that New York is the entire country, but it is not. (laughs) It is not, and consideration is being given to... uh, uh, permitting uh, non-citizens to vote in New York and I believe in uh, in uh, the capital city of Vermont. I forget which that is. Uh, but it, as, lo- as much as I'd like to believe it, New York and Vermont are not the entire country. But, Mr. Chairman, that's the whole point. That's how it starts. 312-642-5600, turnkey.pro, answer line 64636, type in DA, then a quick comment. I mean... We have the worst border crisis in our country's history. And listen to John Kirby try and spin this for his boss. There was a a general decline in some of the the, the migrant flows. Again, not not perfect, not saying that it was down to a level that was comfortable for anybody, but there had been a decline. Uh, And so we want to see that 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 same effort being being applied again as a team uh, going forward. And and, uh, we'll we'll see where that goes. But we're working on this really, really hard. Wow. Continuing the lie. Yeah. KJP. Oh, there's, this is not unusual. No. What we're seeing here at the border, the migration flow, uh, increased migration flow, certainly uh, it, you know, it ebbs and flows. And we're at a time of the year where we're seeing more uh, at the border. And it's not unusual. This is an <laughs> immigration system that has been broken for decades. And the president has taken this very seriously to try to do more. I mean, how do they look themselves in the mirror? Uh, Just do something about it. And when I was following Allie Bradley, I found this uh, about preventable deaths. Yeah. The number total now, 245. Another illegal deported three times was unable to return and kill Brittany. Look at how many of the 745 preventable deaths were committed by an illegal that was previously arrested and or deported. Open borders equals preventable deaths. To Democrats, they're just collateral damage. Please retweet so that Brittany isn't forgotten and to inform people of her preventable death. Wow. And then you also, too, had the issue with unaccompanied minors. Oh, did you see that? The trafficking, too. We had 390 unaccompanied minors last Friday. In one day? In one day. And where do you think those kids are going? There's Sex some dark stuff out yeah, there. Well, they're saying they, you know government agencies yeah. are flying them to spots, and that we don't. The Thirty-eight were missing, or I'm sorry, thirty-eight thousand over the whole oh, year with Biden in office. Innocent We've lost control kids. of our country. Wow, we've lost we lost control of our country. Um, when it comes to voting, when yeah. it comes to securing our border, 
Yeah. Even with the with the New York issue, they can only vote in local elections, but that's how but, it starts. Right. You know, that you, you, you started in local elections. I I, I personally They're gonna be think, police officers here in Illinois. Yeah. You think Biden's gonna do amnesty? Just sign up a pen of, uh, and do amnesty? He might. Uh, let's go to, to Mike in Yorkville. You're on oh, Chicago's oh, oh. Morning Answer. This is a troublemaker, right? Here. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> John, Amy, good morning. Um, I've been preaching this for years about what's been going on with the reason why we have this immigration problem is because liberals do not procreate. They already have a difficulty understanding what a man and a woman is <laughs> and, their, and, and their kids. They do not have kids, so therefore they lose their, their generations. So the only way to do it is to give away the inheritance or country to those that don't even deserve it and hopes to keep them in power in a vote. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Mike. I, that's that's a valid point. I just, I don't know what the breaking, I mean, the spaces that we've given up for them here, and there's so many more com- coming. Yes. Do you see the TikTok influencers? Yes. Who are traveling to America? Yes. They're playing fun music. Yes. They're jumping into, you know, cliff diving. Yeah. Making money. And then leaving garbage along yeah. the way. Just if their clothes get wet, they just take them off and leave them there. So there are piles of garbage along the way. Wow. That's everybody, anybody who knows me knows that's my yeah. ultimate pet peeve. Garbage. Pick up after yourselves. <laughs> oh. And then in Eagle Pass, once they get there, there's mounds of clothes. Yeah. All along the border. Pounds of it. What's the other place that they talk about a lot? The, oh, well, the... there's Lukeville. There's Eagle Pass, Texas. more. There's uh, El Paso, Texas. Yeah, okay. And California hasn't really, I don't know if they're, what's going on there. Well, Gavin Newsom just, you Maybe know, he's just, he's like just letting them Kicks in. the cameras out. What camera? What, yeah. what border guard? <laughs> I don't see any border guard. This is Chicago's morning answer. You stink. I think you're going to have a good Christmas, all right? You smell like beef and cheese. You don't smell like Santa. An AM560. The answer. Business owners, now's the time for your business to make the move to a locally owned business bank. Hi, Mike Gallagher here to let you know that you don't have to look far. Signature Bank was founded in Chicago with a simple mission to help companies like yours grow, succeed, and thrive. Their decisions are made locally by a terrific team that knows your name, cares about your business, and invests in your success. That's why Signature Bank is my bank. I'm a customer. As business owners, they knew that local family-owned businesses were not getting the help they needed or deserved. So, I invite you to reach out to my friends at Signature Bank today. Write the number down. Remember this phone number, Signature Bank, 773-467-5630. And learn all about this great bank, 773-467-5630. Or visit them online at SignatureBank.Bank. That's SignatureBank.Bank. Signature Bank makes commercial banking personal. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Are you familiar with, uh, <laughs> why are you making me laugh? Don't make me laugh. <laughs> okay. All right. Do you know who Felicity Huffman is? Yes, I do. Okay. So Varsity Blue scandal. Yeah. She had to go to jail for three days, yeah. whatever. Um, because what they did was illegal. Oh, three days. Wow. Oh, I know. But this is what it was like for her when she got arrested by the FBI in the middle of the night. Similar to what happens, you know, Roger Stone, yeah. other people, yeah. you know, Rob Lagojevich, the FBI comes in the middle of the night. They don't care that you don't no. have your clothes on. They woke my daughters up at gunpoint. Again, nothing new to the black and brown community. Oh. Um, Then they put my hands behind my back and um, handcuffed me, and I asked if I could get dressed. 
and I thought it was a hoax. Yeah. Isn't that great? But the, the reason she did what she did, this is the best. Uh-huh. This is such a helicopter mom. I mean, this is, oh, I love this. She, this is a helicopter mom. I had to give my daughter a chance at a future. Um, and so it was sort of like my daughter's future, which meant I had to break the law. I kept thinking, turn around, just turn around. And to my uh, undying shame, I didn't. Isn't that great? That's beyond She crazy. did what she had to do because her daughter needed her. Didn't they have money? They have money. Okay. That's why they paid the guy uh, tens of thousands of dollars to get their daughter into an elite school. Oh, God. I mean, what these parents went through. You know, they, Which ones? The black and all brown of them. or her? No, no. <laughs> the rich white people Jeez. who paid tens of thousands of dollars to get yeah. their kids into. What was the places? Was oh, it? I mean, it was like USC, yeah, yeah. Harvard, Yale, all that. So. White people. Oh, yeah, you white people. <laughs> this is Chicago's Morning Answer. Santa's coming to yeah! Oh, my God. An AM 560. Santa here? I know him. The Answer. This is Chicago's Morning Answer. Merry Christmas. On AM 560. Ho, ho, ho. The Answer. All right, welcome back to Chicago's Morning Answer. Amy Jacobson here, John Anthony. Hey, hey, hey. Dan Proft, uh, who's getting some R&R. I got a couple questions for you. Yes, sir. Um, Oh, okay. Well, wait, I've wanted to close the loop on something because I wasn't sure what school Felicity Hoffman was trying to get her daughter into. What she did was she paid the Varsity Blues guy $15,000 to change her daughter Sophia's answers on the SATs. Uh, The fraudulent SAT score that Huffington's daughter subsequently obtained was 400 points better than the earlier one on a practice version of the test. So they went in. So she got charged with fraud. Oh. Which is a felony. Yeah. And um, her daughter got into Carnegie Mellon and is still there in their theater program. Oh, they didn't kick the, the daughter out? No. Which really? Is, oh. I wait, mean, did wait. the kids have to pay for the sins of their parents? Let me do a feel from Blue Island. If they were black, they'd have got kicked out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, it, it amazes me how these leftists always try to uh, compare or talk about what happens in the black and brown community. You don't have... Really, you 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 really understand? You you, you have no clue, woman. No clue. about what the black and brown population go through. Yeah, don't you think that's what all the Hollywood elites though yeah, feel? Because do you think they just feel so guilty that they're so rich and have all this Horse. gobs and gobs of money? Yeah. So that's why oh, love they don't no mind hate. paying higher property taxes. They don't Horse. mind paying five times in electricity what we yeah. pay here. Yes, exactly. There's a cap on their property taxes, though. Of course. But gas is still like six bucks a gallon. Because they want to shame you out of driving a yeah. gas-guzzling car, and they want you to get into the EV. Right, right. It's under three dollars out where I live, though. Is it? What is it? Yeah, by you? Two, I think the lowest I saw was two ninety-one or something. Like yeah, that. out here in the burbs, it's about two. It was three thirty-nine right here at the gas station. Well, see, now that's a, so. If you are smart, he's the hooker people, crook. That. Okay, what did you call him? Hook or by crook. Hook or what? Hook, hook or by crook. <laughs> Everything <laughs> is expensive in there. I. It's a joke. Yeah, but if you drive three. Or right two or three blocks right there, mm-hmm. it's 284. Because well, it's in DuPage County. You know, that's DuPage County uh, uh-huh. down Arlington Heights Road. Oh. I think it's that um, that gas station. Yeah, no, there's DuPage. still one in Cook County. That's yeah. I don't go. I don't spend no money in Cook County. You don't? No, I try not to. 
I wow. try not to spend any money in Chicago. They got that extra tax, Amy. Their, their sales tax is what, 10% or something like that? Yeah. Heck no. No, no, no. I do my grocery shopping in Highland, Indiana. See? At the Walmart. That's how it should be. And a box of cereal yeah. is one ninety nine, sometimes three ninety nine. Not this 11 bucks. $1.99. Where is that at again? <laughs> at the Hammond. It's a Highland Hammond, Indiana yeah. Walmart. I go there. I'm like a I actually mile. ran into one of our listeners last time I was really? there. Really? Oh, I look so homeless when I go to Walmart. Not by <laughs> purpose, but I just get done with yoga, yeah. so I change into whatever is in my car. and Yeah. I look seriously. I look like I'm this close away from panhandling, and but this guy recognized me. He came out. He's like, "I listen to your show wow. all the time, and you really think like, you really do shop at Walmart?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, I do. When I'm out here, why would I not? I gas up here. I get my car washed here, and I buy my groceries what, here." What he think? They thought you were an elitist? No, no. <laughs> I think maybe they thought it was just a radio bit. Oh, oh. Because there's people on the radio who lie. There's I, people on the radio who it was all a conservative act to make money. Oh. And I'm whispering like Joe Biden. Yeah, I think I know who you're talking about, too. <laughs> yeah. I want Maybe the, the Walsh the name, Freedom Fighters. Oh, oh hey. I said the name that shall not be mentioned, I was told. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got a question for you, though. Yes, sir. Do you say tennis shoes, gym shoes, or sneakers? Do I say tennis shoes, gym, gym shoes, shoes, or sneakers? sneakers? Well, I just got a pair of gym shoes. There we go. Because so I Chicago. wear them in the gym. Yeah. Who says sneakers? Uh, oh, no. Felicity you... Huff. <laughs> That's who says What that. was the other choice? Tennis shoes? Tennis shoes, gym shoes, or it's sneakers? It's pickleball shoes now. Oh, Tennis is that has what been it's... replaced with pickleball. You, oh, you do pickleball? Oh, yeah. You know, um, Del Mar, he has a company that does puts on productions all across the country. Really? Yeah. I'm, need to get, go? I'm getting better. I'm, in, I'm doing my volleyball interpretation and when I play pickleball. Yeah. Like calling the ball. Putting the ball where your opponent is not strategic. Yeah. But I need to work on my I serve. I push. Because I want to get that thing over. You know what I mean? Sound like George Bush. What do you mean? That word strategic. Remember he? Remember they, they is clowned that a him? Word? Did I make that no, up? No, remember they clowned him for that? <laughs> strategic. <laughs> All right. So have you guys noticed the masks are back? 312-642-5600. Turnkey.pro. Answer line 64636. Type in DA. Then a quick comment. Why are you looking at him? No reason. And Dr. Richard Bartlett should be joining us soon because um, I have a lot of questions for him. Because I'm getting emails like this. Uh-oh. This, you know, scary. Tis the sneezing. That's what the Chicago Public, Chicago Department of Public Health. Sending out a warning. Ready? If you're sick, be smart this holiday season and stay home. Don't go. If you're sick, don't go out and, and be with your relatives, especially those that are vulnerable kind of agree with you want to go though. back to this though you agree with that? no in the sense of why would you show up to a holiday gathering and you're sick and getting everybody sick well you know what i don't understand don't send me that warning i'm smart enough to know that i what i'm sick of yeah is people that are actually sick that are wearing masks that think that that is going to stop them from spreading it right i was ushering a church last sunday and this woman is standing there in the doorway of the vestibule yeah clearly breaking a fever coughing <laughs> <laughs> And I, 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 you know, she's kind of in my way. Yeah. I was trying to say, like, what, what, what are you, what is this? What are you doing here? Yeah. I was trying to be diplomatic, but at this point in time, I've lost it's my mind. It's two masks, right? You got to wear two. Well, she had on the uh, KN95, and it oh, was so geez. tight. It was, like, stretching her face. Um, but coughing, and I said, what, what's going on? She's like, well, I'm, I'm sick, but I'm wearing a mask, and I'll just stay back. Yeah. And I said, what? No, that doesn't protect 
you're spreading that to no. people because I don't want to get sick yeah. ever. That's but how I it's really spread. Don't, but, they, but people have been programmed to think mm-hmm. that that will stop them if they're sick. Right. That will stop them from giving uh, whatever. I said, well, do you have COVID? And she's like, no, I don't have COVID, but I have the flu. Like, Why are you here, woman? Yeah, I think that's how it spread. It's so so quickly, selfish. Though. I really but, believe people felt confident in, in in the mask, and I think because of that, they were going about their way, coughing everywhere and spreading it because it came right out of the mask. You know, I, I think that's how it. That was. I think when it, when COVID first happened, when they told us to do the mask and everything, that's why it spread so quickly and so fast because it was an airborne virus. I know. Come on. But it's just hard to convince people that they've been fooled. Right. Well, and I was one of them. Well, that's <laughs> that's why I said two masks. So if she had two masks on, she would have been okay, right? Because <laughs> you were the two masks, two gloves. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. All right, here we go. <coughs> I will tell you this. They just should start arresting people who cough and don't cover their mouths. And if they're sick, they should get a mask. That's real simple. That's just common courtesy because we're living in a different time now. So when I people oh. see people hacking at the gym, it's like, go home. What are you doing here? We're also not. I want to call the police and get them arrested. Right. Uh, you do know sometimes you you cough when you work <laughs> out, right? Because you know <laughs> they may not have COVID. Three one two six four two five six zero zero turnkey pro answer line. Let's go to Glenn in Oakbrook who wants to talk about the first conversation we were Uh-oh. having about Felicity Huffman. Yeah. Good morning and uh, Merry Christmas to the uh, AM560 family. Hey, bud. Uh, Felicity Huffman is given a gift of a lot of money. Not a lot of people will have what she has in this w- world. Yep. And all she has to do is pay for tutors to increase the SAT score, not pay for bribes. Teach kids character. Don't teach kids cheating. If you teach kids character, it'll go a long way to helping your kids in their life. Uh, you know, use your gifts wisely and be thankful for what you have, but teach them character. Yeah. Yep. Sounds like good Dennis point. Breaker. And I, it must have been hard, too, for her daughter to be a Carnegie Mellon because that's not an easy school to get into. Yeah. They have a very low acceptance rate. And, yeah. I mean, everybody knows who she is. Right. But I, I'm but sh- hopefully she's proving herself and, you know. Yeah. Do you blame the kid, though? Because, I mean, she might not even know that that was happening. That her right? mom was that her mom was paying to get her yeah, SAT yeah. score changed. Yeah, and I'm, sh- I'm now sure... you don't even have to submit your SAT scores right. at certain colleges. And I'm sure it's a bunch of leftist kids that go to that school, so they probably coalesce around her. And oh yeah, you know, it's well they want to be, be okay. friends with her because William H Macy's her right. dad That's too. True. I forgot about. That. I mean, they got double the money. Yeah. Huh? Did Not he just a honey making money? It? No, he did not. He stayed out of the whole and he college know. application process. Come on. Uh, I can believe the money coming out of the account. It's fifteen thousand to them. That's well, like a yeah, ten dollar well, bill. Yeah, fifteen thousand. Uh Tom in Blue Island. You're on Uh-oh. Chicago's Morning Answer. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Amy. What's up, my friend? What's up, brother? So, I know it's the holiday season and everything. Christmas season. Merry Christmas, to everyone. The performative circumstance we live in. They. Nobody wants any. No one wants anyone sneezing or coughing on them. That was the angle that was brought to bear here, and Amy just mentioned it. And it is common sense. No one wants anyone around them that that's sick. Right. So when when a supposed 
uh, you know, pandemic was foisted upon the people, it was easy for a, a certain percentage of people to just say, wear your mask, wear your mask, wear your mask, without thinking about the, you know, if you just want to say the freedom ramifications of it, what was going to happen from there was crazy. We were on a roof in Riverdale when this happened, when the 15 days to slow the spread crap started. Anyone that believed the government can't do anything in 15 days. When in the world were they going to start and stop in 15 days? And I'll tell you, John, he's our guy. But President Trump got suckered yeah, I hard. He sure did. I COVID crap. At least he gave states a choice and to decide. But still, he got he didn't, he didn't fire Fauci. Yeah. He went along, you know, he w- went along to get along. Yeah. And just one more point, guys. And and this, no argument can be made again. I'd love to see an argument against this. If any of the COVID hysteria was a fraud, was not a fraud, we would see outrage at these millions of people coming across the border and the left says nothing about vaccinating them or if they are vaccinated. All they do is say it to the American citizens. They don't say nothing to these illegals that have been spread all over the country and no one questions anything. I mean, on the left, if they've been vaccinated or not. Oh, yeah. There's I mean, chicken pox are running rampant at that place. And we're going to talk to Alderman Lopez um, in in the Pilsen neighborhood at that shelter there. Scabies. Uh, a whole sorts of thing. Flu's going yeah. through there. And well, then nobody's vaccinated with chicken pox. Well, you heard Why Trump's they... comment about that. They're destroying the blood of America. He's right. I had a listener uh, send me a message yesterday saying, well, do you have a problem with that? No, I don't, because he's right. They're bringing all these diseases that we've gotten rid of back into our country. Well, how is that wrong? All right, so back to my uh, tis the sneezing. Okay. Okay, let me, I just, Turn the alerts off for all that. I, I know. Well, I have. Yeah. The IDPH, that's the Illinois Department of Public Health, launched a new awareness campaign, Tis the Sneezing, to remind Illinoisans that vaccinations provide the best protection against the triple threat of COVID 19, flu, and RSV. And if you've been watching the television, you can yeah. see Pfizer pushing women who are pregnant. Yeah. Be, do something for your baby before your baby's born. Get the RSV shot. Mm. There were no clinical trials on pregnant women with the RSV. Yeah, no. That was according to the Surgeon General of Florida. So don't fall for this again, please. My God. Uh, Elliot, on the south side of Chicago, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Good morning. Good morning. Merry Christmas to you guys. Merry Christmas. Um, so my comment is that you know, I, I decided this holiday season I'm, I am going to stay home and stay safe. I'm going to keep my family safe. Um, mainly because they're a bunch of woke idiots and I don't want to see them. So instead of being there and slapping them upside the head, I'm just going to stay home with the people that I care about and, uh-huh. and enjoy the holidays. All right. Are you going to do, like, fake COVID? I might have COVID, so I can't come over? Or are you just going to full-blown no. pretend you have COVID? No, I'm very direct. I told them I'm not going to be there. I love it. Damn. <laughs> All right. I thought he was going somewhere else with that. Thanks, Elliot. I said I thought you were going a totally different route with that. (laughs) Uh, Back to the news release. With seasonal viruses on the uptick. Oh, the headline is respiratory illnesses continue to circulate. IDPH urges Chicago to protect vulnerable family members and friends during the holidays. So we've had an uptick for the last several weeks. Across the state, the Illinois Department of Health 
is reminding the public to take precaution. Ten counties, ten, here we go. Ten counties in Illinois were listed at high levels for COVID-19 hospitalizations. The same number as the previous week, meaning they recorded more than 20 COVID-19 hospitalizations per 100% or one, yeah, 100%. 100,000 of the population. Wow, that's a lot of people. 38 counties are at the medium level. I mean, we're going back to this high, medium. I I don't want to go back to that. What are the the 10 counties? I'm curious. I don't know. Here, you can look at it. I I can't go back. You don't have COVID, do you? No, I don't. (laughs) Get out the hand sanitizer. Tony and Roselle, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Good morning. I have a friend that works at Stroger Hospital, and they were given, uh, sent out emails that a group of migrants went through the ER for screening, and there were a lot of TB positives. Oh, sure. and everybody, everybody at work has if that, his work has to uh, be diligent about their hygiene. Well, you always have to be diligent, but you know, be careful because there's a lot of TB coming through the hospital. Yeah, and even to go, go to go to the shelter, yeah, you have to 48 hour warning if you're an alderman just to go in there yeah, and see what's yeah, going on, because medical personnel volunteers want to go in and help, and they can't and it's just a whole big hot mess. Oh, Another person just sneezing all over a bike. Oh, my God. The lady at the Jewels sneezing in the produce aisle. It's anarchy. She happened to be Asian. It's chaos. She told me to <laughs> F off, too, by the way. Uh, that's what I would have done. <laughs> this is Chicago's Morning Answer. Hallelujah! Holy s***! On AM560. Where's the Tylenol? The Answer. America First with Sebastian Gorka. Weekday afternoons at 3 on AM 560. The answer. You want to sing this one? You got to turn on your microphone there, partner. Oh, I, oh there you go. George Hoffman's here? <laughs> Jingle bell. No? Because we're going to sing, by the way. John Anthony and I are going to sing at the end of the show. It's a tradition, John. Okay. So, wait, pick Dan your Prof poison. sings? No, Dan Prof doesn't sing. He does not sing. That's for sure. All right. <laughs> welcome back to the show. On the eve of Eve of Christmas Eve. Are you excited about Christmas this year? I am. Actually, you have a I am. grandson. Yes. Yes. What's his name? He's walking. <gasps> He's walking already? He's been walking. He started walking at nine months. Oh, okay. Started standing. Nine months. My daughter was walking at 10 months old. Wow. My oldest. And Look he's now walking bread. all over the place and getting into everything, climbing all the stairs. He's amazing. Wow. That's uh, good for you. Yes. And I'm happy for you. Isn't I'm, it so great to have a uh, young living soul in your yes, house? Especially with all the women that's in that house. Okay. <laughs> Do you two have talked? Yeah, like, I sit and talk with the hey, like, hey, bro. Bro. Yeah. Bringing it. We can, right. Yeah. They call them pumpkin. And I say he's not a pumpkin. And don't, don't, don't start that. Oh, my gosh. Well, guess what? Claudine Gay who's, you know, made comments such as this when she's testifying before Congress. And where is it? Let's try that again. Here we go. Action has been taken against students who are harassing and calling for the genocide of Jews on Harvard's campus. I can assure you we have robust What actions have been taken? I'm not asking. actions underway. I, I'm asking what actions have been taken against Given, those students. Given students' rights to privacy and our obligations under FERPA, I will not say more about any specific cases other than to reiterate that processes are ongoing. 
<laughs> and you thought with that she might be fired because the no. president of University of Pennsylvania was fired for her comments. The same comments, mm-hmm. pretty much, um, defending Hamas and you know having Jewish students in their schools run for cover. Mm-hmm. But there's a plagiarism that happened oh. in her dissertation. She uh, plagiarized other people, and guess what they're doing? What's that? They're letting her redo her dissertation so that she, she can add attribution Let to the guess. parts where she plagiarized. Does Let that me, make sense? Yeah, it, it, it may, it'll make sense. Mm-hmm. Is she black or white? She's black. Oh, okay, yeah. It makes a lot more sense now. Okay. All right, with more on this, let's welcome back our very good friend, Dominic Green. You know him, you'll love him. He's a columnist. Um for the Washington Examiner, contributor to the Wall Street Journal, and a fellow of, are you ready? The Royal Historical Society. Oh. Mm. Hello, Dominic. How are you? Hello, Amy. Hello, John. Hello. We'll get into the Royal Historical Society later and see if we can become members. But what do you make of this Claudine Gay and are people talking about this across the pond? Uh, they are. I think the whole world is watching, which is one reason why it's so damaging uh, that Harvard have not done the obvious thing and admit to having made a mistake. The problem is, and everybody sees this, that she is a symbol of a deeper problem and a bigger mistake, which is replacing merit with DEI. And the image of, uh, you know, a university uh, where every race is represented and so on, it can can be manufactured two ways. You can either bring people in on genuine merit or you can fake it. And what has happened here is that it has been faked for political reasons. Uh, and the result is you have an incompetent president. And the moment a serious inspection was made of how she got to this you know, prestigious position, well, it all collapsed and there are dozens of accusations of plagiarism, and it's become so obvious that now even the New York Times has had to admit that this is what has happened. Wow. So I imagine at some point in the next few weeks, uh, Claudine Day will step down, and she'll say she's doing it uh, to protect the institution against the attacks of uh, MAGA fanatics and right-wing media and so on. Really? So you really think she'll step down like the president of Penn did? Yes, I think she will. And and I think that uh, Harvard don't want to be pushed into this by public opinion, uh, let alone the people they hate most most on earth who who are conservatives. Um, They will walk it at their own pace, is my understanding. But the donors are walking in the opposite direction, and Harvard is a business, and uh, they will be acutely aware. The board are now trying to balance two very different priorities. One is to raise money, and the other is DEI. And, uh, you know, you know which way it's going to go in the long run. But as I said, they're not going to look like they're being pushed. I absolutely love the first line of your article. Uh, You wrote the hedge fund finishing school that is Harvard in the Washington Examiner. You can read it at WashingtonExaminer.com. You wrote, how do you know if someone you've just met went to Harvard? They'll tell you in the first two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Where did you get that joke? So you're not accused well, actually, of plagiarism. That is people tell in Britain. Yeah, they tell it in Britain about people who went to Oxford because they always oh. make sure to mention it. You know, in the first phase of your conversation with them. So, um, but I plagiarized that joke. Okay. Uh, and I and I confessed to it. Um, I, I signaled it in advance. And, you know, I, I passed through the academy. It sounds like a kidney stone, uh, <laughs> but I did. Um, 
I passed through the academy, and the one thing they're meant to teach you is, is you do your footnotes and you make your attributions. Mm-hmm. Um, but Claudine Gay actually seems to have plagiarized not just the material in her doctoral thesis, but even the thank you phrasing in the acknowledgments. <laughs> so, oh, she, she so, plagiarized yeah. the acknowledgments too? Yes, 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 yeah. So, um, and being allowed a redo is really shocking because she has presided over the expulsion, I believe, of 17 students for plagiarism in their undergraduate essays. And as we all know, if you bust people for that, you can't really then keep on the president of the institution who's conducted plagiarism on a scale and getting rewards for it, which is unimaginable by comparison to the average student effort. Wow. Now I wanted to move over to Hunter Biden. Um, are you discussing this? Because, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're well aware that he skipped out on or blew off or gave the finger to Congress for his testimony. He was subpoenaed. And guess what? He was on Marine One the other day, uh, coming back from Delaware, where he went shopping with his father, but he wasn't on the flight log. So do you think President Biden is harboring a fugitive or they're in on this together for him to blow off this congressional subpoena? I mean, I was shocked when he got uh, off well, the plane and then he walked into the White House. Like... <laughs> no one's going to go into the White House and grab him and take him out. Well, again, it's this question of uh, the impression and the reality. Uh, I don't doubt for a second that the president is deeply concerned about his son. And I don't doubt either that the people around the president are acutely aware that Hunter Biden remains a serious liability, uh, not least because the president is intending to run again uh, in 2024. Um, so, yes, from what I hear, that, that he's basically being um, tucked away in places where you can't reach him with a subpoena, such as inside the White House or on Air Force One. I'm very, obviously, very concerned about what happens and what this is going to mean, very disrupted way of living. What's this going to mean for Hunter's career as a painter? Oh, right. Uh-huh. A, first-time, a first-time artist gets a gallery and a showing in Soho. I mean, come exactly. on. Exactly, I and mean, he was charging $500,000 a painting. This was one of the most promising career starts wow. anyone has made in the art business since Picasso took up his brush. But- doesn't from zero it, to five hundred thousand pounds dollars a uh, painting, and suddenly he's not doing it anymore. So I'm very concerned. It must be very difficult. Though. Yeah, I wonder what happened where he started. Like now is the time, you know, when you're grieving or you're scared is when you want to express yourself and you want to paint, right? Well, we've seen quite a lot about how Hunter likes to express himself. Uh, so he works across video, paint, mixed media. Oh my God! I mean, but you think about President Biden, obviously. His son had jobs that he had that weren't really jobs. But why would you give a crack attic access to millions of dollars? Doesn't that say a lot about a lack of character for President Biden, then VP at the time? It does. And and my assumption is this, that in 2016, uh, Joe Biden thought his service was basically over in public life. And it was therefore an opportune moment to fill his boots and fill the family's pockets with one last rampage. Um, and then he and he couldn't stop himself from running again. And, of course, that's exposed uh, the family business uh, to, you know, public attention. Uh, and, there, and it doesn't look good. It just mounts up and up and up. And as with the Claudine Gove story, uh, much of the media does its best to ignore this. Uh, you know, if you if you read left-leaning media, you don't really get much coverage of the Senate committee, which is doing extremely forensic work on the Biden family businesses. Um, 
eventually, of course, it reaches a point when it actually has to be acknowledged. And that's what I meant about the New York Times acknowledging the Claudine Gay thing actually is a serious thing. And, and I think eventually, at some point in 2024, it will actually become a general concern. People will not be able to ignore it anymore because it is very serious. Now, I have a very important question. Oh, uh, as mine were important. not important. Yeah, no, this is, oh, oh, dear. I'm sure the world wants to know this. Now that um, King Charles, Prince Charles is King Charles, do you think that uh, he'll bring his child, Prince Harry, back into the fold? That is, again, one of the major questions See? which uh, 2024 holds for us all. Uh, I think he would like to. Uh, and I think, given the way that Harry's uh, business ventures have been going, they've all gone a bit Hunter Biden, uh, it may be uh, in his interest too as well. I don't know if Meghan would like to. She's just uh, relaunched her career with this coffee ad. Uh, the problem is the royal family is basically a charity uh, which pays its uh, officers extremely well. So you can't really uh, do business at the same time. And one thing you can't do is the other kind of show business at the same time. Because yeah. they are also you know, performing uh, on their own with their own scripts. But um, I think it would happen and... Um, it would be something that everyone in Britain would, you know, suddenly be very happy about because people like to see a family reunited. Well, yeah. do they talk at all? Does he talk to his older brother? I mean, they were so close, and it just it breaks my heart that a woman yeah, ruined it. Yeah, it is sad. It is very sad, and apparently they don't really talk much. Uh, the odd text message or something, but no, it's it's very sad that they're estranged, and and people go through this. Normal people too. It right. happens to, to everyone. And, and often it works itself out over time. Uh, and you'd hope in this case uh, that it will. Now, the last uh, season of The Crown is out. And I was wondering. I love this show. Oh, it, this is it. I watched the first half. I have not seen this. Like, don't tell me how it ends. Okay. Um, but do, have you been you know watching it? I know. I know. I'm just being trying to be funny. But um, did you did you think it was true to form? Well, actually, I did spend a substantial part of yesterday evening lolling on the sofa uh, watching Theory six, and I have to say I enjoyed it. Um, it seemed to me um, that they really caught it, and uh, I think particularly Sam West uh, as Charles is really very good. Yes. Uh, he, he brings a lot to it, uh, so so I'm enjoying it. And as, as always, I can tell you, as a fellow of the World Historical Society, that everything you see is completely as it happens. Oh uh, yeah, right. <laughs> no, but you know, I will tell you this: I have more compassion for Prince Charles after watching. The crown because I didn't like him at first, but now I'm understanding him more. And I hope that that wasn't all a bag of lies that they portrayed on him. But he seemed like a decent father and he was trying, you know. I think so. I think also compared to, um, you know, how his uh, own father's generation did their parenting, I think mm -hmm. he has tried. And I think he's uh, learnt on the job and uh, probably does have big regrets about how things went. All right. Uh, so well, I was looking for the best of it. Really quickly, I yeah. I actually had the former police chief of, I don't know, he, he he worked with the Royal Guards or something, commented on my Facebook page a couple of days ago. Yeah, what? and and sent me a friend request. And he and I have been talking. We talked over the phone. Uh -huh. uh, I thought it was just pretty cool. He said he said that there was like, um, um, I don't know, he was a chief for police somewhere close to the to the castle. And they had to, every time the, the queen gets sick, and I want to know if this is true, that they had to dust off. Uh, whatever the protocols, if she had died, is that true? 
Yes, it is. That one was called, they had code names, which were named up. Yes, that's what he told me. And she, she was London Bridge. Yeah, that's right. Every time they get a cold. Pretty cool. I can't tell you more because I'm sworn to secrecy yeah. as a member Anytime of the Historical it. Society. Okay, so this Royal Historical Society, how, how did you join this group? I can't tell you that. Oh, That's like being gay, telling the truth to a congressional oh. committee. <laughs> okay. We, we have processes. Okay. Yeah. No, I, no, what it is, it, 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 it's, uh, it's a... But you, if you do some pointless academic research that no one ever reads, uh, then they they allow you in. You know that's it basically. So it literally is a society of historians, and they have a royal warrant. Which in Britain, you know, if you make butter or cheese or shirts or whatever, you can get a royal warrant, which just means that they approve of you. Wow. So whether they still agree after this remains to be seen. All right, Dominic Green. You can follow him on Twitter at Doctor Dominic Green. Columnist for the Wall Street Examiner, contributor to the Wall Street Journal, and fellow of the Royal Historical Society. Yeah, Do you like my British accent? Uh-oh. Oh, that's really, Very really good. You're magic. Oh, boy, I had to work on that. All right, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Dominic. Have a wonderful holiday season. And he joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line. This is Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560. The Answer. This is Chicago's Morning Answer. Merry Christmas. On AM 560. Ho, ho, ho. The Answer. All right. Welcome back to Chicago's Morning Answer. Amy Jacobson here. The one and only John Anthony Hello. from Black and Right Radio. Sitting across from me. Thanks for coming in for hey, a second Hey, thanks for having day. me. And uh, are you having a repeat? What are you doing this Saturday? Yeah, it's going to be That would be tomorrow. Of. Best of. A best of. Mm-hmm. All right. But normally he can be heard 4 to 7 p.m. every yeah. Saturday right here on AM 560 yes. for a live show. When are you back in studio? Uh, Well, January 6th is when I'm back on my J6 on my show, but I'll be filling in for Sean Thompson Thursday and Friday. All right. Yeah. Can't wait. Well, I'm, we can't wait to have our next guest on. Uh, returning guest, but I saw him on Sean Hannity the other night. Mm. That's Alderman Raymond Lopez uh, from the 15th Ward. And he is actually calling out Mayor Johnson for making comments like this, for blaming the wrong people. See, Mayor Johnson is pointing his finger in the wrong direction. The issue is not just how we respond in the city of Chicago. It's the fact that we have a governor, a governor, an elected official in the state of Texas that is placing families on buses without shoes, cold, wet, tired, hungry, afraid, traumatized, and then they come to the city of Chicago where we have homelessness, we have mental health clinics that have been shut down and closed, you have people who are seeking employment. The, the governor of Texas needs to take a look in the mirror of the chaos that he is causing for this country. This is not just a Chicago dynamic. He is attacking our country. Attacking our country. Uh, So let's welcome back to the program, Alderman Lopez. Good morning, Alderman. How are you? Amy, John, good morning and Merry Christmas to you both. Thanks. So when I saw you on Hannity, uh, you were saying that Mayor Johnson is pointing his finger in the wrong direction. And you're saying that he should be calling out President Biden and Kamala Harris because they are the reason for the problem. Absolutely. That is 100% correct. You know, I, you know, our mayor and a lot of our socialist 
colleagues here in the city of Chicago like pointing to Greg Abbott. And listen, I'm no fan of the Texas governor. I don't appreciate that he keeps making the border problem my backyard problem here in the city of Chicago. But the border problem is a federal failure. And who's in charge of the federal government but President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris, who, by the way, he made his immigration and borders are, who's never one step foot at Eagle Ridge, who's never one step foot at any of the encampments here in the city of Chicago, who doesn't even talk about this issue anymore. And yet you want to continuously point the fingers at uh, the Texas governor while ignoring the fact that the New York governor, who's a Democrat, is doing the same thing. That Secretary Mayorkas from Homeland Security is assigning court cases to Chicago 10 years from now. Right. All of these people are culpable, but yet we're going to continue to play politics with immigration, which is what brought us to this point to begin with. Yeah, but I have to take issue with what you just said, because Governor Abbott, you think it's fair. So Eagle Ridge or Eagle Pass has 30,000 residents. They had 12,500 people come in. That's almost half of their city's population. They, They can't house these people. They can't, so they have to oh, ship no, I, them to welcoming cities, and we are a welcoming city. And now that Governor Abbott, well, pardon, well, Amy, let me just say, let me just say this: you wouldn't need welcoming city policies or sanctuary city policies if the federal government did its job and fixed the immigration policy in this country. If you didn't, if the president wasn't so focused on backdoor entrances and workarounds of a broken system, as opposed to fixing the front door and creating legal pathways for people to emigrate here in a legal and responsible way. What we're seeing is not just a, a mass migration out of Venezuela and South America. You have people from India, Pakistan, yep. uh, Nigeria, China, Afghanistan, all coming through the southern border because they see the lo- giant loophole that exists in our system. And yes, it's not fair for the southern states to have to deal with this. But again, you cannot call them out for responding when it's the federal government and the head of that federal government, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, who are putting their heads in the sand to ignore the problem. Right. Well, what do you think of now this uh, Greg yeah. Abbott's new procedure of sending uh, migrants are chartered planes here instead of buses? Well, I, I don't know if Mayor Johnson is going to impound the planes because he's, <laughs> he's worried that his car might get booted with all the tickets that he's racked up. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about um, But I think that, again, we're missing the point here. And the point is that if you want the the buses and the planes to stop in Chicago, then we as Democrats need to start calling out our Democratic leadership right now, as well as our members of Congress who keep calling for more workarounds and tell them to get in a room and start addressing the system in the same bipartisan way they did in 1986 with the Immigration and Reform Act that Ronald Reagan signed nearly 40 years ago. Well, let's talk about this five-year-old kid that was uh, killed in the um, migrant shelter. Uh, or he any, died. Any, any, the, oh, he yeah. died. Uh, died. Died. Right. Died. Any update on that? Um, what What happened? Yeah, what, you know. You know, con- contrary to the mayor's uh, narrative there, uh, he wasn't sitting here cold and wet and looking for employment. He was here in our shelter system for over a month. Wow. So he's been our responsibility for well over a month. And what we know is that um, individuals, yes, are coming here sick, are coming here needing medical attention, and it's being made voluntary. They're not required to get uh, routine vaccinations like every other American out of respect for the human dignity of the individual per this administration. But you're confining 2,400 people to live in a warehouse. What are the odds that something is going to go wrong? None of us should be surprised by that fact. And the, the simple truth is this. You know, you have 
children who are going to CPS schools who aren't required to get immunization because we're treating them uh, as housing, as, as homeless individuals, so you don't require their immunization. You have all of these non-existent requirements being enforced in a system that's not paying attention, while $300 million is being thrown out the window to sustain these encampments. And what about this favorite healthcare staffing, though? We've given them $94 million plus or something. Sheesh. It's Yeah, it's called favorite yep. healthcare staffing, and they're supposed to be taking care of the sick who are inside shelters. Somebody going to audit not. them? No, they're not going to audit them. The mayor is required to provide us with information on a quarterly basis on what he's spending with regards to the migrant crisis. They refuse to do that. We're going on now three quarters with no reporting. And my colleagues, all of, you know, especially the socialists, are more worried about freeing Palestine than worrying about what impact their sanctuary status is having on the migrants that have been shipped here and are forced to live in squalor who are using their benefits given to them by the federal government to send money back to Venezuela while they're panhandling in their intersections. Right. And Alderman Lopez, you have an opponent in this upcoming congressional race. I mean, what, what's been his take on all this? Has he even spoken out about this yet? Well, finally, the incumbent? The, uh, yeah, yeah, the incumbent, no, yeah, the incumbent. Chewy Garcia. His, I said his, incumbent. his opponent. <laughs> I'll say his name because yeah. I have no problem saying it. No, Chewy Garcia is an open borders Democrat who would prefer to give everyone work visas who's used this asylum, pro- who's manipulated the asylum process. He's completely forgotten about all the DACA kids who've been waiting for some sort of resolution. He's completely forgotten about his own people, the Mexican undocumented community who've been hoping for some sort of path forward. And, you know, to be honest, he spends more time in New York and L.A. than he does in the city of Chicago. Um, I don't count on him to do anything. And I think he forgot that he's a a federal officer who could actually introduce a bill at any point to help correct this. Is his his gangbanger son still living with him? Oops. What? He's a gangbanger. Is his son still (laughs) living with him? That's a legitimate question. Well, look at his record. I mean... He's they came after a you, right? Member. They came after you. I think they're the ones who took over my Twitter account, yeah. but that's all right. Um, or you don't have to answer that question. All right, let's move on to the park districts because this is, you know, we got our property tax bill, and part of our, a portion of our property taxes go to fund the park districts. Well, guess what, John yeah. Anthony? We can't get into our park districts because there's migrants there, and they've been there, and so you had a little stop, look, and listen because it's been six months, and here's one of your constituents. No one here has been happy to see what's going on in our community. I see people smoking weed all the time at my job. When I get off the pink line, I see a whole gang of them just smoking. And it's like, if you're really suffering through poverty, where are you getting money from to afford weed? And everybody has cell phones too, by the way, you can see them all on their cell phones. Um, And cars. Oh yeah. Where are they getting the cars, by the way? So what they're doing is they're cashing out the benefits being provided to them to provide housing and food and using that for other activities or for sending it back to the homeland to help fund the next wave of migrant would-be asylum seekers coming to our country. What we learned at that meeting this week from the mayor's office was that thanks to the $65 million that Pritzker has come up with from the state of Illinois taxpayers, the city of Chicago is going to start looking at how to peel back use of the park districts 
Uh, but they gave no timeline for that. And to be perfectly honest, I don't believe that's ever going to happen at this point. Um, because I think that as the buses and now airplanes continue to arrive in the city of Chicago, we're going to be inundated again. I have heard from some of my colleagues on the city council that they've been told by the mayor's team that we are at a breaking point now, that we can take no more migrants because we simply have no space for them. And when they are privately conceding that point, where do you think they're going to put the next wave that arrives? Back in, in police stations, yep. right? Back into the back police, in stations? police stations. And wait, wait how much? Before they're back in the police stations, mm-hmm. back in the airports, and pretty soon in school gyms and gymnasiums and other locations, libraries, senior centers, you name it. Yeah. And that's what we, we yeah. both have how the much same money question. Are they We're getting? like, how much money are they getting? Yeah. You know, we heard various reports anywhere between 2500 to, you know, $9,000. We can't get a clear estimate on that, but I think the fact of the matter that you are able to cash out whatever's on your debit card and then send that money elsewhere. As a sitting alderman. American who has good sense. And Wait. that's not Chicago money. That's federal money. Okay. Okay. Still, okay. That, that makes sense. Then. But uh, twenty five to 9000 a month to each person we're giving them? In, in total benefits of, of some variety, yes. That's oh, my insane. God. Well, that's why. Okay. So I have a family member who saw a busload of illegals. In a big white van that said Garda World, and they were dropping them off at the Verizon store. And, and they were all getting phones. Wow. Let's talk about Ed Burke. Oh, yes. Guilty. Ed Burke. Guilty, guilty. I saw your Twitter post about him. Yes. Uh, uh, former alderman found guilty of racketeering conspiracy charge, alleging he used the power of his elected office to squeeze developers yeah. uh, for private law business. Uh, Madigan's next. Any other dirty alderman you want to let us know about? <laughs> Well, just keep in mind, we booted out the zoning committee chairman, uh, socialist Carlos Ramirez Rosa, for threatening and squeezing his own co-workers on the city council. So that investigation is still going. We'll see where that gets us. We know that there are a lot of efforts of being publicized by Alderman Conway about the uh, arm twisting of the administration withholding, you know, public safety measures in an effort to get them to vote certain ways. So, you know, the Chicago way, unfortunately, endures no matter who's in charge. You know, the only way to truly stamp that out would be to, one, end all outside all outside income and jobs for aldermen, which I've challenged the uh, mayor to join me on. I've introduced it under three mayors, maybe the third time's the charm here. Um, but I think also, you know, you just have to elect individuals who you believe truly will not be tempted and maybe even start looking at term limits as a way to ensure that, you know, if you don't know when to find the exit, it'll statutorily be presented to you. That is so true. Now, now. Brandon, the mayor is talking all this stuff about how, you know, they need help and all this. But you guys tried to provide them help by allowing the the citizens to determine if Chicago be, should be a sanctuary city. Why did that fail? Why? I mean, that's help. And is right? there hope to bring it back on the ballot in March? Yeah. So I think the ballot initiative is dead at this point. But let me be clear about something. You know, people like Governor Abbott are sending the would-be asylum seekers to Chicago because of our sanctuary city policy to draw awareness to what's going on at the border. We know this. He's admitted it. And for the mayor and his cronies to say, oh, our our law has nothing to do with the situation, shows how bullheaded and stupid they are in this matter, completely oblivious to the facts that are before us. Now, undocumented and the asylum seekers are two different groups of people. We understand that also. But we know that right now, because of the Trust Act and because Governor Pritzker made Illinois the most welcoming state in the nation, 
No matter what Chicago does in terms of its welcoming city ordinance, undocumented individuals will be protected in Illinois, in Chicago, and in every municipality, town, and village throughout the state of Illinois. But we are clinging to this law for the performance so that we can maintain the narrative of how evil other people across the aisle are in trying to demand border security. And Chicago residents and taxpayers are suffering because of it. Well, one correction. does not want to have a ballot initiative because he knows that two-thirds of this city would immediately vote it down tomorrow if it was tomorrow, Mm -hmm. particularly African-Americans and Latinos. Yep. Which goes contrary to the narrative that they keep trying to push, which is that we're all just one big black and brown happy family. He has united the black and brown community against the policy that they are so determined to prevent the voters from having a say on that they will move heaven and earth and manipulate, extort, and even attack members of the city council to prevent that vote from happening. Yeah. It one, is shameful. One correction, Governor Bruce Frowner um, signed oh, yeah. the sanctuary state um, bill into law, not Governor Pritzker. Uh, but, but actually, no. In 2021, Governor Pritzker upped it beyond what okay, what Ronner did. Yeah, that's true. But you know what, Alderman Lopez, I I just I believe in giving people their flowers. I mean, your fight, your stance, your the positions you take, knowing that you're running against a very leftist. Uh, I applaud you, sir. And, and and we need more people like you in this in the halls of City Hall of Chicago. We really do. And, and hey, if you ever you. talk to Mayor Brandon Johnson, can you ask him to? Pay his bills. I mean, did you hear you touched Mm-mm. on it? But CWB, the city's issued seizure orders against two of Mayor Johnson's motorcade SUVs for failing to pay red light and speed camera tickets. He owes in penalties well, and fines two thousand one hundred and thirty dollars. Wow. Are they going to really seize his motorcade? Well, unfortunately for him and uh, Stacey Davis Gates, neither one of them uh, qualified for utility bill relief. So they're going to have to pay it themselves. Um, but I highly doubt they're going to, you know, impound the car. But I just had a young, a senior citizen last night show up trying to get relief for a $24,000 water bill. And I hope they are as lenient with her as they will be with him. I just, I mean, I don't, I don't have an unpaid parking ticket. I can't imagine not paying my water bill to the tune of 3000 plus he owed. And then some good Samaritan came forward and paid it for him. I mean, it's water. And then he had outstanding, um, Parking tickets and speed camera tickets, and this before he became mayor, and th- that those have to be paid off. And he had a thousand plus or fifteen hundred and unpaid parking tickets and speed camera violations. So this, you know, that his motorcade is well, doing it doesn't. I need that good Samaritan. Who the hell does he and Stacy Davis Gates think that they are that they don't have to well, pay sadly, their bills? She owed five thousand plus. Sadly, Amy and John, you know, this is where we're at with the extreme left in Chicago that doesn't concern themselves with paying the bills right now the mayor is wanting a billion dollar loan so he could put affordable housing paid for and built by his cronies throughout the city of chicago who do you think is going to behave for that are they concerned about the taxpayers if for a generation that are going to have to pay that bill or the three billion that laurie borrowed two years ago for infrastructure or the 66 billion that taxpayers are on the hook for as total debt by the city of chicago when do we start those conversations and then yeah. don't even get me started on selective enrollment. Do you think that's going to come to fruition or he'll be out of office before then? Because I know no, CPS employees. That, they're pushing that next year. Well, I thought they're, they're I thought it's a five-year plan. To I'm sure they're going to try it sooner rather than later because they're also trying right now next year at the January meeting to remove all police officers out of all schools, oh, regardless on. how local school councils have voted. Oh, oh that's a, that God. was the only power we had to keep our police in the school. 
So, oh, okay. what can well, happen with that? Democracy, democracy only works when it works in their favor. Yeah, that's true. I feel like that's I'm living in a the word democracy, country. But that's why they All right, use democracy. Alderman Lopez, 15th Ward. Alderman also running for the 4th Congressional seat. And uh, Merry Christmas. Thank you so much yeah. for always being accessible. And we really appreciate who you are and what you do. I really agree. Merry Christmas, guys. Happy New Year. Stay Thanks. safe. Thanks. And he joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line. This is Chicago's Morning we Answer. Santa's coming to town. Oh, my God. On AM560. Santa here? I know him. The answer. Only the biggest stories. Only the biggest guests. And only the biggest opinions. This is AM560. The answer. All right. We have a... AM 560 morning show answer follow-up. We had this exclusively. Dan Proft got a tip from somebody, and I'm talking about Jimmy Mastney. Jimmy Mastney and his mom were on the program, and they live in Oregon, Illinois, but he wanted to go to, after being homeschooled, freshman at Marion Catholic Central, he wanted to go to that school Mm -hmm. instead of his local high school. So they found a very good family friend for him to live with, to go to Marion Central Catholic High School. This is one of the top wrestlers in the country. Oh, wow. And um, we learned yesterday that this promising high school wrestler who was ruled ineligible because the woman he was living with was the coach's mom. Oh. But the uh, they have ruled now that he gets to compete. It's a big deal. And his coach is reinstated as well because he had to be sidelined as well. So the IHSA... Finally, did something right. Yeah. Kudos to them. They shouldn't have uh, penalized him in the first place. But Jimmy Masney can now compete on the wrestling team at Marion Central Catholic High School. So, kudos to him. Yeah. Did you? Were you listening that day that uh, we had uh, them on? No, I was. I did yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> I was not like, I didn't, don't yeah. stop radio yeah. shaming. Me. Really? I mean, dang. All right. Know? Well, guess what? Next year, next week, less than a week, yeah. it's going to be. 2024. Ooh. And you know what that means? New rules. Ugh. New laws go into effect. There are 64 plus that are hitting the books in 2024. And joining us to break it all down with us is Illinois State Rep for the 52nd District, Martin McLaughlin. Good morning, Marty. How are you? Good morning, Good morning Amy and John. How Good are morning, you? Buddy. Good. And by the way, you can follow him on Twitter or X um, at Marty for Illinois. Not the number four, but F-O-R. So, all right, Mr. McLaughlin. Yes. What is the most pressing issue when you look at the new laws hitting the books in 2024? Well, I, I kind of break it down, Amy, to the good, bad, and the ugly. All right, let's start. What do you Let's start with the good. The good. Okay. So we actually passed legislation that the media didn't care anything about where we, uh, unlike people like yourselves, that actually point the truth out. We, we passed a design build bill that will actually lower taxes for every county in the state Mm -hmm. where they're cutting out an unnecessary step. So it it saves money for the taxpayer. And that's something that I was able to get through last year. And this idea is starting to catch on. And we passed another bill this year. So if you can cut out a step for the cost for uh, expensive projects at counties, um, it'll save everybody a few bucks. So, So that was actually good. Um, and then the other that we passed was an access to affordable insulin act, which requires insulin manufacturers to make their products available to insured individuals, um, you know, between 35 bucks uh, for a 30 day supply. So, so th- those I thought were, you know, government and I'm a free market guy, but um, those both uh, to me were helpful 
to the pocket of consumers and taxpayers. Well, so the I, first, I yeah, on the first issue, how much money are you are we saving each taxpayers? Uh, well, for every county in the state, on every project that was $25 million and under, um, it would be significant savings. So every time your county decides they're going to put in a sidewalk or a building, um, you would be saving significant amounts of money on every one of those projects. And as you know, the counties have you know $100 million budgets, so uh, it, it would have significant savings over time for the county. We have 102 counties in Illinois, too. So, All right, what is the bad? Uh, my favorite, uh, genderless bathrooms. I'm still trying to figure this one out uh, as a father of five daughters. Um, I, 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 down in the floor of the um, house, we both have a woman and men's bathroom. And after this one passed, I knew that uh, many of my colleagues were um, thinking, well, let's just give everybody a taste of their medicine and cross to the other side. Um, the genderless bathrooms, but of course, that won't happen on the floor of the house because we pass laws for others and not for ourselves. Exactly. Uh, oh, I see. That, yeah, that, that one is, is kind of annoying. And then. Well, wait, wait, wait. Fun. As a father of five girls, I mean, how do you protect them or what do you tell them? Well, I taught them all to be tough and it turned them into athletes like you, Amy. So they were all pretty much uh, ready to uh, pounce on anybody from the age of about 10 uh, athletically. So, I, you know, they're, they're older women. And uh, I just had my first grandson, so I'm, oh, oh, I'm not okay. sure. Yeah, I'm not sure what uh, what's going to happen for them. But but that one was just unbelievable, and uh, it, it it still confuses parents on you know what their obligation is. I used to send my girls in, um, you know, to the restroom with their mom. I can't imagine you know six foot five man walking in with a purse um, at that time. I I would have lost my mind. Well, I remember my first time sharing a bathroom with a dude, and I was. Like, is this for real? You're not coming I, in there. I, I just didn't, I, I didn't feel comfortable. Mm-mm. I'm standing at the door. You try to come in and move me out of the <laughs> well, way. Well, you've got young girls. Five. Well, I, what do you like do? Morning, I will stand right at the restroom, and if a man tries to come in there, I'm going to stand there. He crosses me. He, I'm going to put him down. He touches me. And he, no, you're not going into a restroom with my, my, my baby girls, especially, although mm. I can't. This is going to cause a lot of chaos. You're going to hear about a lot of fighting and, and batteries being committed. This, I mean, this is the stupidity of, of, of our state legislative bodies. Oh, yeah, there, there's no doubt, John. You, you were down there. You, yeah. you know, I, I, I like to say many of the people serving spell Mensa with a Z. I mean, the, these are not the, uh, the brightest individuals. And every bad idea that comes from California and New York, we repackage it, rewrite yep. it, and then we put it into place in Illinois. The, the one that kills me is the defunding of local libraries, uh, book banning, and you know, I, I'm amazed that my kids are safer going to an AMC movie theater these days than they are going to their local school library. Um, well, you know, true. Least, yeah, I mean, come on, Amy, you've got ratings, right? G, PG-13, NC-17. Yeah. You don't have that when you send a fourth grader in to look at um, these age-inappropriate cartoons, um, which which still absolutely are, to me, the fact that the left and the progressives are defending this. Yeah. Um I'm having a hard time with that one. All right, you got to step up your game. You need more one-liners, man. Come on, you, you, you're slacking. Well, all right, and then, and then the worst one of all, guys. Are uh, we in the ugly section, or are we still in the bad section? We're still in the bad section. Okay. The ugly one for me is when, you know, Javanese are Scrooge and the Democrats have decided to um, defund the investing kids. I mean, think about uh, a, a kid that's got less than, you know, three or four days in school, and then they're not coming back to their school because – um, we've decided that Tiny Tim and 8,000 of his friends of underprivileged kids no longer are allowed to have an opportunity to succeed in school. Um, instead, we're going to mandate they go to underperforming schools that 
you know, the, the, these poor kids want to actually have um, reading and math scores above the 50th percentile, and their only chance is to, to go to better schools. So, you know, Scrooge and the Democrats are, are really putting a lump of coal in the stockings of yeah. these parents and these kids. Well, I, well carbon credits, because I think we've eliminated coal. Yeah. Right. Coal's no longer carbon <laughs> credits stockings. So, and, and Representative, yeah. I, I, I actually had to read the bill to get an understanding of it. Now, you, you heard a lot of people. I've had you on my show. We talked about this. Uh, police officers, um, non-citizens becoming police officers. Now, as I read the bill, they're not talking about people who are crossing the border today can now become police officers. They're talking about people, kids, if, if I have this correct, DACA, basically, people that were that were brought here illegally but were born here. No, people that were either born here, um, not brought here illegally as, as kids, are those the people that can become police officers? Bring some clarity well, to that. Yeah, so this one's more nuanced than anybody cares to talk about. Yeah. And uh, we have two police officers that serve on the Republican side that both, uh, Representative Tipsord and Representative Cabello, that both supported this bill for the reason that we're undermanned and we're not having um, uh, enough people want to become police officers. But your reading is correct. It okay. wasn't for people swimming across the Rio Grande and next week going and applying and becoming police officers. It was uh, for those that had been here for many years that were brought here, and it was a way for them to expedite potential citizenship on par with what occurs in the military. So um, from that side of it, you know, people say, absolutely not. I don't want anybody doing it. I completely understand that. But at the same time, when I was head of, uh, when I was mayor, we had one woman apply in four years um, to be a police officer, and we needed uh, a lot more applicants. So, well, Chicago you know, I from that. Oh, yeah. I would rather have think, think about this. If somebody's been here for 10 years and they're 25, would you rather have them trained by our, our men in blue and women in blue or have them trained, you know, working at a Target or, or a Walmart? Yeah. Which do you think would come out with a better patriotic citizen at the end? Um, but any gun bans taking effect? Oh, boy. Um, well, you know, you've got Besides. all those court changes as it relates to uh, uh, the gun ban. And um, I guess uh, we're supposed to all register our weapons and turn them in January 1st. Uh, and when I say that, I don't say that well, jokingly. Sure. Anything that is on that list is supposed to be uh, brought forward January 1st. But I, I do know that, and you guys know this, there are so many counties and so many sheriff's departments that aren't going to. Um, so will uh, they force the state police to come out and uh, – which – I don't think they have the manpower to do such. No, they don't. And and what's interesting is you guys know the sheriff's associations and, and uh, uh, throughout the state have said that they don't believe that the law is constitutional, so they won't be enforcing. Um, so this just creates a lot of – when you guys say chaos, right, um, everybody says there's going to be chaos. The Democrats are causing incredible chaos in this state intentionally and then blaming it on the other side. And it's um, sad that, I'm still, you know, I'm sorry, go I'm on. still having trouble with the JB and BJ – lack of history understanding of Republicans, and uh, that one's still driving me a little crazy. And it's so sad that the Supreme Court declined to take up the Illinois assault weapons ban. Yeah. And Amy Coney yeah. Barrett, she could have stepped up, and she didn't. So yeah. I don't It was yeah, the argument. Yeah, I, it looks like the argument that they made. You know, I, I'm still convinced that, um, you, you know, that uh, J.B.'s got to take a run for president here. So I think he's trying to fill out his dance card of progressive uh, bona fides so he can go out and uh, tell everybody that, you know, he, he's the next guy. I mean, I, oh, yeah. you know, Gavin, you know, Gavin Mooseman, as I call him, John, mm-hmm. I call him Gavin Mooseman because that hair is something else. I got to <laughs> tell you. I mean, uh, I'd love to see a Mooseman and JB 
uh, going at each other. Oh, I'd love to see a debate on that. And I tell you know, somebody called me and said, you know, you should make up with Governor Pritzker because he's going to be president someday. (laughs) No, he's not. I just don't believe. But I think that's why we're having the Democratic convention here. And I'd love to FOIA information to find out how much he paid, because I'm sure he paid out of his own pocket to get that here to highlight who other but himself. Well, the the one thing that I did bring up and got some press coverage a month ago was the $211,000 uh, maids and housekeepers that are taking care of the uh, illegals in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, NBC actually did a reporting for once, and they found uh, FOIAs that showed 211000 and 312000 for security guards. So these contracts and these great ideas that my friends on the other side of the aisle bring forward, they feel good about it, but they never track where the dollar goes and where it's spent. I want to know who owns those businesses. Exactly. I want to know whose brother-in-law is the one that's actually making all the money here. Yeah. Um, hey, hey, Rep, I got two know. quick things. First yeah, of all, sir. how did you get anything tax relief out of the General Assembly? That's that's shocking to me. And shout out to the Italians who finally got their <laughs> oh, Italian American Heritage Month. Oh, Italian American Heritage Month. You know, I'm shocked, I'm shocked that that passed out, too, yeah. as well. Well, li- well, listen, if you know Anthony DeLuca. and hey. uh, that's my guy. I Hey, you know, I mean, Anthony did a nice job. As a former mayor, I tell you, if we could get all mayors down there, John, yeah. you, you have to actually get things done, as you know. You can't just posture. So, yeah, yeah Anthony did a really nice well, job. Well, you mean Anthony John DeLuca. That's his name. You know uh, that, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. He throws a nice spread on his dime, so I think that might have had something to do with it. <laughs> I, uh, but, no, he, he did a really nice job, and, and his yeah. arguments were, were correct. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, I I, I – thought that 98 percent of indigenous people were killed by smallpox but my 17 yeah. year old tells me it was christopher columbus <laughs> that's true went uh tp to tp and got them all i, I mean yeah. the, the lack of education that these kids are getting in public schools is shocking to me well let's hope let's hope you guys get another italian down here and dennis rebeletti uh who's running <laughs> i think in the 45th i hope you guys help him get back there well you know what i we need people that uh, know how to get stuff done and can um can actually count and yeah. anybody that can add i'm all for you That's know Dennis. a lot of people that can't add down there all right state rep martin or marty mclaughlin thank you so much for joining yeah. us i really appreciate it he's thank fun you. right oh yeah, yeah. you're yeah you're, merry christmas you do great radio and he joined us on our turnkey.pro <laughs> answer line this is chicago's morning answer i want christmas just give me plain baby jesus lying in a manger christmas on am 560 the answer This is Chicago's Morning Answer. Merry Christmas. On AM560. Ho, ho, ho. The Answer. Welcome back to this Big Fun Friday. Uh, I'm Amy Jacobson. John Anthony in for Dan Proft. And you're wearing your shades. Tell people why. Because I can't sing, but I got to look cool doing it. That's why. Baby, let's go, baby. Let's go, let's go. Okay. Um, lots to get to, so let's just welcome back to the program Ed Morrissey, Senior Editor for HotAir.com. Hello, friend. How are you? Well, good morning. Merry Christmas to both of you. Yeah, thank you. And I wanted to start with some audio. So we found out that 54 emails had been uncovered between then Vice President Biden and Hunter's business associates, uh, some of them aligning with his trip to Ukraine, believe it or not. But this was Biden just a few weeks ago. Can you explain to the Americans, uh, to Americans admit this impeachment inquiry, why you interacted with so many of your son and brother's foreign business associates? I'm not going to comment that I did not. And 
It was just a bunch of lies. So Ed Morrissey seems like he's uh, the the lie is unraveling, right? Well, I mean, color me shocked. Joe Biden lied. <laughs> Joe Biden to- didn't tell the truth about about uh, about his history. What a shock! I'm I'm stunned. <laughs> I know it's crazy, but I know it's a p- impeachment inquiry. But is there any chance the Senate might wake up? Because this could be a good chance to actually get him out of office and bring in some fresh air. Well, I mean, I don't think the Senate's going to have anything to do with that. I mean, it's got to start with the House. The House has got to impeach before the Senate can remove. Right. And uh, and so, I mean, I don't know that we're even going to be within the next few months of that. I do think, though, that Democrats might be thinking very, very hard about uh, what they want to do about 2024. The problem is that their options are very limited, and really the only realistic option would be uh, to put Kamala Harris at the top of the ticket. With, uh, that's the only way that they could prevent a a complete meltdown within their party. And I don't think they want to do that. Well, Ed Morrissey, it is so bad that even Charlemagne the God, do you know who he is? Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he's 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 coming out. The point is, we don't need Biden to beat Donald Trump. See, the facts are, Biden's not getting any younger. He's not going to get any more popular. And he's not getting a new running mate. So please, Mr. President, give America the ultimate Christmas gift and step aside. I mean, if more black Americans come up forward and start squawking the same or singing the same song, is, do you think that will get to them? No. I mean, again, I think part of this is that the Democrats don't have a lot of other options because of Kamala Harris being right square in the middle of this. Kamala Harris, you know, uh, just recently was telling um, Lawrence O'Donnell that this is the most election of our lifetime. I know. <laughs> she, I don't even know what that meant. That was a bunch of gobbledygook. Well, I think she—I think she meant to say the most important election of our lifetime, but she didn't. She wasn't even aware enough to self-correct because, you know, certainly, you know, we're on the air a lot. You know, Amy, John, me—we're on the air a lot. If we misstate something, we just say, "Oh, gee," you know. I, what I meant to say was most important election, et cetera, et cetera. She didn't even hear it go by, and Lawrence O'Donnell was sitting there on that camera, going, "Do I say something?" Um, She's not good at this, and she proved that during the uh, 2019 cycle when she couldn't even get out of the um, she couldn't even get to Iowa uh, before her uh, campaign collapsed. So they don't want to run Kamala. I'm sure they don't want to run Kamala, but she is making it very clear that she's not going to step aside. And if it's not her, and especially if it turns out to be Gavin Newsom, uh, there's going to be a, there's going to be a huge problem uh, with um, with um, um, black Democrats with woke Democrats, they were promised her as the next thing coming, and they're not going to let the Democrats off the hook for it. All right. Now, why has there been no appetite to find, well, we know who the staffer is uh, who was having sex with somebody else in the Senate chamber hearing. That's where, you know, historical moments have taken place, where Supreme Court justices have been confirmed, Sonia Sotomayor, Amy Coney Barrett, to name a few. Uh, Bareback Twinkie Slut is his name on uh, TikTok, I do believe. I'll give up. And he worked for Senator Cardin. And Senator Cardin, they finally approached him and said, uh, are you are you cooperating with Capitol Police on this? Did your office book the, the room at the I, time? I don't, I don't know the details. Yeah, how did he get in there? I don't know the details. Do you, what was this stuff like? What, I mean, I, I, my knowledge of this uh, was over the weekend when I learned about it made sure that he was separated so he left uh, the Senate employment and that uh, 
the appropriate steps were taken from the point of view of our office. Did he exhibit any unusual behavior while he was working in the office? Uh, yeah, yeah, he sure did. Do you know him very well? or? I would have to ask. These are personnel issues, and I would not be the right person. I'm not gonna. I just not going to get into personnel issues. Do you think there will be criminal charges, Chris? I'm not going to get into personnel investigation issues. But you, but your your office is what cooperating with the Capitol Police on this. And have they contacted you to look into this? They haven't contacted me, but I'd have to check to see if someone in my office was contacted. I mean, it was so bad that NBC News even blamed conservative media for reporting on the story. Oh, right. Instead of going after this despicable, disgusting behavior, because they videotaped it for the world to see, and he's wearing some G-string. I mean, it's it's so perverse, and I thought the Bidens were going to bring dignity back and decency back to Washington, D.C., where you have that, then you have cocaine in the White House, and then you have a dog that bit 11 people. Decency. It's on the ballot. Decency. Yeah, right. It'll be on the ballot in 2024, too, people. So, you know, bear this in mind. But, uh, yeah, I don't know what to say about the about that Senate scandal. It is so weird. It is so strange. I can't even believe that somebody would be arrogant enough to do that and then to have the unmitigated gall to stand up and say, well, the only reason that people are criticizing me is because of whom I choose to love. It's like, no, it's where you choose to love. Right, exactly. If in your apartment or your, or your house or, or a hotel room, nobody would have cared. Um, and if you hadn't put it on video and, and, and sent it around, nobody would have cared. Uh, I mean, this it's like this woman who ran for office in Virginia, right, for the state, uh, I think it was the um, House of Delegates, uh, who, with her husband, was was doing per, uh, pornography, selling it online, you know, doing it live. Yeah, live fans video. only. Yep. Yeah, uh, and, um, and then had the temerity when it came out to say that she had been the – the subject of revenge porn, that people were exposing things that weren't meant to be exposed. She was selling it online. <laughs> I, you know, it, it's, it's, it's amazing. And, and then to have the media swallow that because, you know, it's different when it's a D. And, uh, and that's what's happening here, too. It's yeah. just, it's amazing to me. And, um, you know, I'm sorry that Ben Cardin's going through that, but Ben Cardin's the guy who hired him. So Ben Cardin's uh, 80 and he's on the way out. But right. at least, you know, he, he didn't. Point. Seemed to take this seriously when he was confronted by reporters. I mean, just say, yeah. just come out and say, I had no idea how he got in there. But who, who knows how many times he's done this. this. This is just the time that he got caught. This sacred place that has cameras everywhere. I, I just. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it's amazing to me. I mean, it's just the impunity. It's, it's the impunity of it that turns my stomach. Yeah. He should be arrested in Capitol Police. Absolutely. They know who he is. They know where he lives. He's not a victim in all of this. Just do what you need to do. Well, oh, I John. agree. This is the first I'm hearing of this story. You never saw I it? I did not you see You didn't see the video? I, well, I'm not watching gay porn. No, it's pretty. I John, mean, I it's, this, this it's was, bad. This was, the subject of a, this was the subject of a brief but intense editorial discussion <laughs> on our site. And I finally <laughs> said, well, look, you can link to, I think it was the Daily Caller that we saw it on. Yeah, they, so you yeah. can link there, but don't embed the video. <laughs> I don't want that on hot air. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I, I hear you, but, yeah. uh, yeah, no, this was, this was, yeah. And I, I've been on a sabbatical so for the last month, so I'm just well, coming. Maybe to, you're blessed. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't see on that. Sabbatical. Um, I think you are. Welcome back. <laughs> thank you. Um, uh, but you know, I want to turn, I want to, there's actually two questions I have here for you. First of all, I want your take on, on what happened in Colorado with the Supreme court 
and I'm we've been sitting here uh, they're seeing in on uh, on the on the station here and uh, they've been talking about Trump pressuring the Michigan officials with Rona McDaniel and things of that nature um, mm-hmm. I still don't I don't see in in, right, right in Wayne County uh, Wayne in County. Michigan uh, I didn't see I don't see a crime there I would love to see oh show me the tapes of what happened in 2016 when Hillary and her team felt like the election was stolen by Russia, 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 right? So Supreme right. Court first, and then your take on Trump pressuring the, the Wayne County official canvassers in, in Wayne County, Michigan. Well, I'll start with the Wayne County thing. I, I'm not, uh, I don't have the, um, I don't have the details on that. Um, and I haven't been on a sabbatical, so I have, I have no excuse, John, so I apologize <laughs> for that. I don't really have the details on that, but I mean, one of the reasons why you don't have your candidate interacting at that level is to is to keep that type of you know, it's basically a safety measure right it's the reason why you hire people that hire people to do Lawyers. whatever it is that you're going to do um so it's i think that they're just as a as a general basis there shouldn't really have been any um any direct contact between the candidate and the canvassers in in that instance uh, not that it's illegal but right. it's just from a from a strategy uh, perspective, I think uh, it was a poor decision. Uh, now I'll I'll look into that and see what else I can figure out about that. But I have no idea, you know, whether that crosses a line. The, the, the Colorado thing is very easy. This is an un-American decision that is turning the courts into star chambers uh, to um, select preferred candidates in a way that's not all that dissimilar from the way the Iranians do it when they do elections. They have their own little uh, courts of uh, theocrats that decide which candidates are acceptable and which aren't, and the ones that aren't don't get on the ballot. And um, it, it, it's, it is un-American to declare somebody criminally guilty without actually having charged them with the crime, having presented a case in court, and allowing, them, uh, allowing that person to defend themselves in court uh, in, a, uh, in front of a jury of their peers. I mean, this is this is black letter constitutional law. It's Article Three, Section Two, yeah. and also um, uh, the Fifth Amendment. Uh, you can't be found guilty of a crime. An insurrection is a crime. It's codified that way by Congress. You can't be found guilty of a crime without having a trial in front of a jury. Right. And um, and that's what Colorado did. They just decided that he was guilty because they didn't like him. Right. And you, they can pretty it up all they want with their with their um, with their flowery language in right. the um, in in the decision, but that's flat out what they did. And even Democrats are saying you can't do that. And, and I think they totally bypassed the the Fourteenth Amendment and the due process clause aspect yeah, I mean, of the Fourteenth Amendment. That's the irony, right? Yeah, just went right <laughs> past it. And then they said in the I read the brief, and then they said that they would the 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 uh, Congress would not have to pass that. I forget the name of that supplemental bill, the bill that they would have to pass to keep Trump from off the ballot. In the in the briefing it says that they wouldn't have to do that because their their decision um uh, would mute that point. I mean, how, really? Who are these no. people? I I tell you who these people are. They're the next US Supreme Court now um US Supreme Court pick by some very wow. left See, this is what they do. Ed. You you rub my back, I'll rub yeah, yours. Yeah, but yep. this is what they do. See, these type of people make these type of decisions. So, future use, when they're ready to use them for something, they don't have to articulate what they need them to do because they already know how these people think and how they act. Am I right or wrong with that, Ed? No, no, I think it's a, it's a great point. 
And I'd say even Joe Biden might pick uh, one of them yeah. for, if another um, Supreme Court opening comes up. But um, and I'd also say anybody who's on the in the six, uh, you know, the six justice majority at the moment is probably rethinking any ideas of retirement over That's the true. next four years based on based on what's coming out of Colorado. Um, it's a ridiculous decision. Uh, Dean Phillips, who's a um, Minnesota congressman who's running against Biden in the primary, uh, blasted it. Robert F. Kennedy blasted it. There's other Democrats that are saying this is not the way it's done in the United States. Uh, it opens up a huge can of worms if this stands. Yeah. And the Supreme Court is going to strike this down. The only, the only question I have is, is it going to be 9 nothing, 8-1, or 6-3? Yeah, Katanji's uh, going to vote against it. Yeah, I, I, you know, I was in a, I was, I was having, I was at a cocktail party with friends this week, and they were saying, "Oh, it's going to get overturned, nine nothing, overturned nine nothing," and I was going, <clears throat> eight one, yeah, eight one. Is that that's where you're going with eight one? Yeah, I'm, I'm going nine nothing, eight one. You're doing eight I one too. I think Katanji, Katanji's going to vote. Well, California wants to do it now. New York's thinking about Maine. it. Maine's thinking Maine. about it, it too. Sure? Yes. I'm wondering if Illinois. We should have talked to Marty if Tim. Illinois is going to do it. We shh. Right. We missed that. Okay. Ed Morrissey, we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much. You're always uh, insightful and a pleasure to converse with, and have a wonderful Christmas. Merry Christmas to you both, and Merry Christmas to all of your audience. Thank you so much. Ed Morrissey, senior editor for HotAir.com, and he joined us on our Turnkey.pro answer line. This is Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. The answer. Open mic. Warm up your voice. Ready? Calling now. So Justin has a voice. Oh, he does. We love Justin. That was uh, the vocals go to Justin Kosick, our technical producer, and he creates everything. He's the best person. We're so blessed to have him, and we're blessed to have on our Turnkey.pro answer line the sponsor of Open Mic Friday, the one and only Mr. Kosick. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing today, John and Amy? Nice to talk to you, John. Haven't yeah, talked and it's, in a while. Mr. It's, been, it's been a couple of years. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, it's been a couple of years. Um, anyway, so a very Merry Christmas to both of you Very a little bit early uh, and the faithful AM560 listeners. In spite of all this craziness going on in the world, uh, it's really nice to kind of slow down for a few days, even if you just slow down for that crazy uncle at the Christmas dinner table. Yes. Uh, the funny thing is if if you don't know who the crazy uncle is at the table, it's you, right? It's just like playing cards with a group of people. If you don't know who the sucker is at the table, it's you, right? So, unfortunately, I'm afraid I might be that guy. So, And it makes me laugh. It's fine. Um, so, we question everything, right? Have you seen the ugliest, ugliest Christmas sweaters this season that have messages like unvaccinated and ready to talk politics this Christmas? Or, oh, that's a good there one. Are no, well, I saw one the other day. There are no vaccinated flat earthers. Prove me wrong. That was a good one. Or... Um, if you want to find Epstein's passenger list, subpoena the CIA. Um, so anyway, so here's some more things to talk about at Christmas. I think it's important. Um, there was a quote, and I know you guys were just talking about this. Those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. So, you know, we can all see those efforts like you were just talking about with Trump being removed from the ballot, uh, starting with Colorado. I'm sure that'll be overturned, but it's it's kind of spreading to a state near you. But just like Colorado today, the Democrats, who were mainly slave owners back in the day, they barred Republican presidential candidate Abraham Lincoln from appearing on the ballot in 10 states. Did you know that? Yes, yeah. we talked that about that at 5 o'clock this morning. Like, today. what do Trump and Lincoln have in common? Yeah, so he's well, there in you good go. company. I hope that's the only thing. Yeah, and, <laughs> and all those southern states, 
you know, including Texas and Florida, uh, surprisingly, in 1860, they didn't want him. They didn't get him on the ballot. So um, and they didn't like it. The Democrats didn't like it because of his anti-slavery stance. So uh, those states chose to support other candidates and kept keep them off. But even in spite of all that, he still won the majority of electoral votes for the states that he was allowed on the ballot, becoming the first president that's a Republican in American history. So it's ironic that Republicans are now described to be the racist when they actually freed slaves yep. uh, and the Democrats wanted to keep it in place and fight for it. So that's one thing to talk about. Another thing to talk about is the border. I know you talked about this earlier, but I think we saw something like 10,000 illegal immigrants passing through the border on a single day this last week. And they're not families with children looking to assimilate, but rather infiltrate us, right? So look what's happening in all these big cities like Chicago and New York City. In the shelters they've set up, we've got bed bugs and diseases and scabies and all kinds of stuff as if we were back at the World's Fair in, 19, in, in 1893. But they say that men who flee war bring their families to find a new refuge, but men who are going to war leave their families behind. So my question is, where are the families? You know, and how about this? You talked about this early, Amy. Um, uh, illegal immigrants, they, they fly on commercial airlines. They're not subjected to the same things we are. So it's right. like, what's going on? So so here's another point. Talk about this, the World's Fair. That's a good thing to talk about at, at Christmas. You know, how did they have all that electricity back in 1893 to power that white city? How did they have moving sidewalks? And how is it built in just a couple of years in some of, you know, the worst weather, most cold weather that we've ever seen during that time? It's fascinating. Uh, it's a fascinating part of Chicago's history. And did Nikola Tesla have something to do with that electricity? Indeed, I think he did. So, and here's another topic for you. Did you know that in Japan, they've completely abandoned their COVID push, their COVID vaccine push, and they've switched to delivering ivermectin. Remember that? Oh, they have, um, really? Yes. And, and you know what's happening is it's working. It's, it's, it's helping people. So, and I'll never forget back in the day when I tried to get ivermectin to the bridge lady do you remember the lady her name was uh, was veronica wolski and she put would put signs up over the kennedy do you remember that lady oh yeah 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 yes i remember her yes she got covid and she was put in resurrection hospital and, and everyone was trying to help her and get her ivermectin back there and you know it's such a shame that she was denied that and she was put on a ventilator and, and eventually died but millions of people were were denied that drug in favor of intubation you know and remdesivir and if you if the hospitals produced a a um, a death certificate that said COVID on it, they got thirteen thousand dollars. And if they got a ventilator, they got an additional uh, thirteen thousand dollars or more. So you can look that up too. It's true. So we can't forget what they did to us, and we have to resist. You know, if they try to do that again. So here's here's I'm getting down to the end here. So I know. Keep um, going. How about a conversation about taxes this Christmas? Uh, you know, not only are we taxed on our income, which was supposed to be voluntary by the way. We're now taxed on our real estate, cigarettes, groceries, dinners out, corporate tax, gasoline, liquor, beer, road usage, travel, telephone, internet, utilities. And we're all forced to buy licenses to drive a car, have a dog, go fishing, get married, own a boat, own a car. And all those taxes are paid after income taxes is paid. So it's tax upon tax upon tax. And where do all that money go? I mean, where does it go? There's no accountability. So that's something to talk about. None of those taxes existed 100 years ago. And at that time, we were the most prosperous in the world. We had no national debt, and we had the largest middle class in the world. And mom stayed home to raise the kids. What happened? How do you explain what happened in the last 100 years? So I'd like to end with a few predictions for the new year. And some of these things might be a little scary. I know, Amy, you and I talked about this a couple of days ago. Um, 
and this might be way off, but let's give it a go. Uh, number one, the election of 2024 will be something like we've never seen. Maybe it'll even be administered by the military. Um, number two, the Federal Reserve will have a major role in the financial stability or instability in the coming year. Maybe it will be actually insolvent. And number three, there will become some civil unrest in at least a dozen big cities, and the National Guard's going to have to tamp it down. Anyway, uh, the biggest mistake that people make with so-called conspiracy theorists is that you think we want to be right, but believe me, we wish we were wrong. So with that, shake up the conversation with your families and don't forget to ask questions of each other. There are plenty of things to talk about in a civil manner, so have at it. Enjoy your families and wake them up. In any case, it's going to be an interesting 2024, and we should all be thankful for our friends and family as we're going to need them now more than ever. So Merry Christmas. Have a great New Year. Yeah, Her, I mean, he just he just explained the movie on. Leave the World Behind. Yes, he sure did. <laughs> oh, David, did you see that movie? Oh. I haven't seen it yet. No. Yeah, he oh, just explained that with that last. I know. Well, he just yeah. explained the whole film. Yes, he did. Basically, so all right. Thanks, David, and Merry Christmas to you and your Merry beautiful Christmas. family. Thank Take you. Care, guys. All right, open mic Friday. Grab a line. We can talk about New Year's resolutions, your favorite memories of 2023, things you want to forget in 2023, and we're gonna sing. Mm. Oh. Do you want to sing at the end, though. I, oh, well, I got a text again. message saying, Amy, please don't, don't make him sing. He looks so uncomfortable right now. Oh, no. They don't know our relationship. They don't know our relationship. All right. You want to do it? No, that's later. Let's end the show. All right. If you can't get on a line, keep calling back because we will get you there. Uh, let's go with Corey in Lake Mills, Wisconsin. You're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Good morning to you all, and Merry Christmas to you all together with my family and friends around the uh, countryside. Um, I have an issue, tremendous issue, with all these nutcases that are males that think they're females. Where are their fathers? Are they dressed in a, do they have a skirt on too? The other item is um, all the um, illegals crossing the border, they're all young men. Are they all going to be joining the um, women's soccer teams across the country? <laughs> I see where you're going with that. I doubt it. What do you think, John? Oh, uh, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I mean, Anything's possible. Here in Illinois, I mean, you just go walk right into the restroom. Except in the House, in the Illinois General Assembly, you can't, you can't yeah, cross over. That's the only over. place you can't cross over. That's the safest place to use that's the what, That's your safe that's space. That's what he said. Yeah, All right. Thanks, Corey, well, for the phone call. Appreciate it. Hold on. I'm gonna bye-bye. 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 Have a good Christmas. Happy New Year. Uh, let's go to, ooh, a rare phone call from the one and only Amish texter. Oh, oh, see, on the I'm string here. and tin why. can line. I'm here. That's why. Hello, Hi. Amish texter. How are you? Morning. Good morning. I'm actually taking off today. I got to take my daughter to the doctor, so wasn't able to uh, do your request of my uh, my little tent camp, BLM Brandon's tent camp, California last week. So oh. took off today. Calling in. Uh, please give John a personal hug for me. Yeah, I, I love that big collude. Anyhow, let's okay, go. let's do it. I'm going to turn off my mic. It's all you. Uh, yeah. Okay. Apologies for the song, Don Henley. Uh, on a south side highway, winter wind in my hair. One smell of fajitas rising up through the air. Up ahead in the distance, I saw a camera red light. My head grew heavy and my sight grew dim. I had to stop for the night. There he stood in the doorway. I smell the Garda world smell. I feel it's thinking to myself, this could be heaven or this could be hell. Then he lit up a doobie and he showed me the way. 
whisper voices down the corridor. I thought I heard them say, welcome to the tent camp, California. Such a lovely place. Such a a lovely place. place. Such a sanctuary city disgrace. There's plenty of room at BOM Brandon's tent camp, California. Any time of year, any time of year, you can find them here. His mind is BOM twisted. He's got the Mercedes Benz. He's got a lot of pretty boys, tomboys that he calls friends. How they dance in the courtyard. Sweet summer sweat. Some shake their drag queen story hour member. I'll dance to forget. So I called up the CPD captain. Please make policing great. He said we haven't had that spirit here since 1968. And still those voices are calling from far away. Wake you up in the middle of the night to hear them say, Welcome to the tent camp, California. Such a lovely place. Such a lovely place. Such a sanctuary city disgrace. They're living up at BLM Brandon's tent camp, California. What a nice surprise. What a nice Bring your alderman brides. Pinatas on the ceiling, marks of champagne on ice. And he said, we are all just prisoners here of Democrat Party advice. And in Jelly Belly's master's chambers, they gathered for his feast. They stab it with their steely knives, but they just can't kill the beast. Last thing I remember was running for the door. I had to find the passage back to the burb I was before. Relax, said the Garter World man. We are programmed to deceive. You can check out any time you like, but you can never leave. John Air Guitar. Is there th- that was? Can we get some clapping going around here? Okay, okay, that, okay. Woo! I mean, it was perfect. That was wrong, but it was because the Johnsonville tent camp is on yeah. California. But Johnson yeah. can't even pick out land correctly. I just want to know how did you know I, that? Song? I, I know. Oh, I I can pick. If you start singing something, I, oh. I've got this weird ability okay. to harmonize. Yeah, I it's... thought you guys. Bless you guys somehow. all. Merry Christmas to you all Maybe. and your families. God bless you. Thank oh, you, buddy. God bless you too. Thank you so much. That that was really creative. That was interesting. Again, if you can't get in, call now three one two six four two five six zero zero turnkey dot pro answer line. Let's go to oh, let's go to our. Big, or a big friend. I mean, our good friend, Bob, in Uh-oh. Buffalo Go. BBB. Hi, Bob. How are you? Good. Good morning, yeah, Amy and Jan. Good morning, John. buddy. Um, thanks for um, taking this call, and Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year to you, your staff, and to the WIND listeners. Let me offer, soon it will be 2024, and will it be a bumpy ride with the coming election? Let me flash back 56 years ago before you guys were born and many of your listeners. I was in college and still recall the year that was 1968. Might we have an evening like March 31st, 1968, when LBJ declined running? Will Biden repeat it? Going on. Then there was April. Even back then, I was a WIND listener. Believe it or not. And I listened to Howard Miller, the DJ and conservative host. He was providing us with updates on the coming Chicago Democratic Convention and the planned protests. 
Might Dan provide his insights next year on what's going to happen? Then finally, in August of 68, we had the convention, and what might we expect next year? Will there be protesting in Chicago, and by who? So, will 2024 be a redo of 1968, but hopefully without the assassinations? You have a great year, and looking forward to the topical discussions. Thank you, Bob. Now should we practice our song? Uh, do the break. Do you want to try a little more? <clears throat> my voice. I'm losing my voice. <laughs> I can't believe people said, "Oh, leave him alone." Oh, look, you're some little <laughs> oh. pretty boy. People care right. about me. I know they care. I care about you too. But let's go. It's tis the season to sing, dude. All right, David and Winneka, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Hey, good good morning, guys. Happy holidays. Thanks for taking my call. So, uh, you know, if we have uh, roughly about four hundred thousand slaves. Uh, came to this country, I think, the transatlantic slave trade, that was roughly maybe 5% of the population, I believe, uh, owned a slave at that time. My question is that why, with all the violence that's taking place right now, disparity of, of, you know, black and white, um, is, is, is it such a horrible thing to say a word, a stupid word, like the N-word, for people that are ignorant that use that word, but you could actually go to jail for that. But meanwhile, there's just repeat felons running around all over the place, committing all sorts of heinous acts where you just don't even want to go down to the city anymore. Why? Why is the protecting class, uh, the people that are committing the most crime? And why is that acceptable? Thank you. Black and white. <laughs> black and white. <laughs> he said, thank you, black and white. <laughs> thank you, black and white. But I, but I think his number, did he say 400,000 slaves came to America? No, it was more like. They 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 gathered up twelve they gathered up twelve million but I think like ten million came to America yeah from like fifteen hundred to eighteen hundred and something like twelve million people wow uh, slave, African slaves are you descendant of slaves huh yeah oh yeah because oh, yeah. you did your DNA didn't I did you? I did my ancestry dot com and um, slaves and the king and and the crown uh oh you got a yeah. lot going on yeah, slaves and the crown you know and and it's my as I told you my dad's my dad's white mm-hmm. uh, I wish I'd known that many years ago. When did you find out he was? Born? I found out uh, three years ago now. Wow, three years ago, three and a half years ago. That's when I found out my dad's white and and um, and is he still with us? No, 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 no. I mean, he would be a hundred and something years old. Oh, he served God. in World War Two. Oh, that's right, because yeah. he was older and your mom. He was, was fifty nine, I believe. He was fifty nine when he got your time. mom pregnant. Yeah, sixteen, Ooh. seventeen. My mom just know her age, so no, I'm just kidding. But uh, I think she said she was sixteen, seventeen when she got pregnant. That's not legal now. No, no, no. He'd be in jail. Yeah, that he'd be, he'd in, jail. be in jail. All right, let's go to t- 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 George in Naperville. Good morning, George. How are you? Good morning, Amy, and Merry Christmas. I was wondering if you could sample uh, Susie Snowflake or Hard Rock Cocoa and Joe, some of my favorites. Oh, you know what? Can we get what's Hard Rock Cocoa and Joe? Hard Rock Cocoa and Joe. Do you know that song? I don't know. See my face? I, you don't know it? <laughs> no. No. Hey, I remember no, vaguely. I Justin, can you help a sister out? Here? And I know a lot of music. Hard Rock, Coco, and Joe. I listen to a lot of music. I don't think I've ever heard that. Have you heard Jingle Bells? Just of kidding, course. You're going to sing that with me. So. Uh, let's, uh, let's sing Marvin Gaye's I Want to Come Home to Christmas. How does that go? Oh, come on. I'll, I'll play it to you before you do it. I'll find it and play it before you do it. Fine, fine. Uh, Larry in Elmhurst, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Hey, good morning. Hey, this is one of the few stations I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Oh. You can't say Merry Christmas on probably 80% of the stations That's true. around in this uh, listening area. 
But also, if you see a, a Democratic election signs in people's yards, just remember, they don't own guns. <laughs> oh, okay. Thanks. He's right. Oh. <laughs> He's not wrong. You don't know for sure. All right, let's go to Kathleen in Avalon Park. You're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Hello. Hello. Good morning, Amy and John Anthony. Oh, great show today. So many topics I wanted to cover, but I'll try to keep it short. First of all, Merry Christmas to you guys Thank and you. to the Morning Answer 560 team. And um, John Anthony, I forgot to ask you, or maybe I did before if I have before and I've forgotten. Sorry about that. Is Little August named after August Wilson? Uh, no, actually, um, I came up with the name though. Uh, my, that's a battle of contention between me and my daughter. Uh, my daughter's just born in August and when I brought her in the name, she loved it. August. And then I had to put John in there because of me and my son. So August, actually he has three, three, uh, two middle names, August, John, Christian, Anthony, I mean, Spilly. Yeah. Okay, I was just wondering because um, I was going to say if he's named after August Wilson, you got to take him to the Goodman's version of oh. Jitman by August Wilson. They do an excellent version. You know where I got the name from? You remember? You remember the movie August Rush? You know what? I do not. With the little kid, he was musically inclined, and um, um, he was like a, a savant. Uh, I got it from watching okay. that movie. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I'll have to check it out. I'll add it to my list. Great movie. Um, okay. See how um, I perked up when she said August. See, you love August. Does he, when he sees you, does he go, oh, yes. What Papa. does he do? Papa. Papa? Oh. Yeah. And he, Lois, I don't know if you heard this, but he was walking it or standing at nine months. Yeah. Yes, he was. My son didn't walk until yes, he's 15 months. That. He's fully walking now. Like, he's running. Oh, there he is. He's running yeah. a marathon. He tries to run. <laughs> And he falls down. He and falls goes, down. Boom. He's not ready I want to see run. a picture of him. I, I'll show you. You've shown me baby pictures, but I want to see his progression. We'll do. Oh, right. that's outstanding. Um, I just want to say, great show today. And um, Amy would have had me arrested because I, too, <laughs> am unvaccinated. Oh, no. I did not wear a mask unless I absolutely had to. And definitely never wore two masks. Never wore gloves. And in answer of the question regarding tennis shoes, sneakers, or gym shoes, definitely gym shoes. (laughs) And um, (laughs) I also loved it when um, Representative Marty called. I agree with him that um, Governor Pritzker will likely run for president either in 24 or 28. And I think it is connected to the Harvard situation because his sister Penny is the chairman of the board and they are probably holding off on firing uh, either firing or forcing Claudine Gay to resign because she is the first black president and they don't want to be seen as racist because they don't want to cause any issues with the base of the Democrat party which is black women and um, I think that has a lot to do with it. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, but anyway, it destroys DEI to too. Mary- Kathleen, yes, it, it destroys DEI too. It destroys that that narrative. Absolutely, absolutely. And if you're back on next week or whenever you're back on, I wanted to talk to you about this migrant issue and some conflict between 
black Americans and these Africans that yeah. are coming yeah. because that's going to be an issue coming forward. Oh, yeah. It's well, it's not going be... away anytime soon, no. so there'll be plenty of time for you to call in. But Kathleen, I'll be thank Wednesday you and so Thursday. much. You'll be what? Not Thursday and Friday. Carlene sent me a message. Wednesday and Thursday. Wednesday and Thursday of I'll next week. I'll be filling week. in for Sean. All right, so be sure to listen Oh, in. outstanding. Okay. All right. Thanks, Kathleen. You're the best. Love you. you. Take care. I don't say I love you to everybody, but I love you. (laughs) All right. Let's go to another Catherine, formerly of DuPage. Good morning, Catherine. How are you? Catherine, are you there? She had a heart. You aren't talking to me, right? No, we're talking to you now. It says you're formerly of DuPage and you have a hard rock Cocoa and Joe memory. Oh, no, I was. I'm I'm from Elgin, but that's okay. (laughs) Yeah, hard rock and Cocoa and Joe is a cartoon that I believe was played uh, on Bozo or that Raymond show that they, Ray, you know, they used to have a kid's show. But anyway, it would go. Uh, they it was black and white and they're real ugly elf and they're in a sleigh and then they go I'm Hard Rock he's Coco oh, yeah. I'm Joe <laughs> do you ever remember, remember that I remember that now yeah yeah yes yes I just needed the melody well, thank you for sharing that memory appreciate it okay and okay. I was talking to you, Amy I and and John too because um John I called you once while I was was listening to you but um. It's been a while, and and then, Amy, I I always um, enjoy listening to you. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, Have good. a wonderful Christmas and happy thank new year. You and, and you too. Be sure to listen in twenty twenty four. Uh Tom in Barrington. Is this Tom Sedega? Ah, uh, hey you two. Hey, hey Sigma buddy. Kai. What How are you? Hey, hey, I'm good. Hey, <laughs> listen, I promise here. I'm not going to sing. Oh. I'm not going to sing. The only the only song I karaoke is "Do Hot" by Rammstein. So, um, but anyway, when I wanted to call, well, of course, I want to wish you guys a very merry Christmas to you, your families, and uh, and the whole Salem team. You guys are fantastic. And John Anthony, your story there, not ten minutes ago, about your parental circumstances. Yes. Um, re- regardless of what they are, you're a gift, my brother. Amen. So, uh, thank you for thank you both for being here, yes. and you guys have a merry Christmas and a happy New Year. Thomas, oh, God bless you, Tom. He is the nicest person in the world, and he's smart and he's fun. Yes. And I remember that club he had the, with the restaurants, any restaurant that was open you know, when they're supposed to be closed yeah. during COVID. Yeah, he took a group of people and said, "No, we're going <laughs> to go support them." So good for him. You know who else did that? Brian's American Grill in Downers Grove. Oh, yeah. That's my guy. Yep. And, and Justin, what's the place that you go to? He went for his birthday the other day. I forget. Ties in Glendale. Oh, yeah. Ties in Glendale. And Saigon Heights. Sisters, too. Okay. You ever been and which there? one? Saigon Sisters. No. Daniel Agroni. Oh, Amy, I'm telling you. Some of the I live best. in a little bubble. I, I go to the great. Piggery and I go to, where else do I go? Oh, well, Zia's out. And oh, yeah. that's my big trip out if I go in Norridge. And that's about it. Yeah, I got to call them. I need some food. Okay. Well, you get good, hungry over there? some good healthy food, too. Oh, good, good, good. All right, Tom in Deer Park, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, uh, John, Amy. Thank you for taking my call. Hey, John, in your absence, I had 560 on my radio on a Saturday afternoon mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, and I think it was Pat Brady. I, I got in the car, and I had to get out. But they were, they were get, doing unusual programming, in that they were uh, criticizing both Jeannie Ives 
and President Trump, I thought I was listening to NPR or one of my Bulwark podcasts. Yeah. But so I wanted to finish up on it because it was not what I would have expected, and it was compelling and outstanding. And I went to your website, uh, the Salem website, and all of the, uh, the podcasts in your absence are not there. I was wondering if you could guide me or anyone else that's curious to that, please. Yeah, I, I'm, I'll, I'll give George a call and find out what's going on. But you can also follow me on YouTube, Rumble, and, and Facebook. They're all there, too. And, and actually, Aaron Delmar, to his credit, defended Jeannie Ives. And um, I do believe. And uh, it was, uh, that was, uh, I, I got a lot of text messages and calls for that show. <laughs> Trust me, I did. Aaron, did, I thought Aaron Delmar did a really good job, though, because he took it to Pat Brady. I mean, he took Pat Brady to task. Well, that was some compelling radio, and not what I expect from 560. As you know, I, I love to troll you guys, but yeah. I do love you. Yeah. So uh, God bless and Merry Christmas. All right, Thanks. take care. All right, thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. Yeah. It seems so nice. We can all come together in mm-hmm. the spirit of the holiday season. Greg and LaGrange are on Chicago's Morning Answer. How you doing? Good. How are you? I, I, I am... Uh, uh, I'm a little tortured by the logic of that representative talking about how you're going to have people that are not citizens become police officers and how he equated it is you'd rather have them to be police officers. They'd be better citizens than if they worked at Target. That's absolutely a nonsensical argument. And the reason that we're having this done to have people that haven't become citizens yet, and God bless them, I want them to become citizens, but they're not citizens yet. But the reason that they want them to be uh, that some police want them to be police officers are because the ranks are depleted. Why are the ranks depleted? The ranks are depleted because you're not you're not protecting your police. Right. So let's not address the real problem, which is the denudification of our police department for whatever reason. In this case, politics and twisted logic and defund the police and instead open the door and, and Pandora's box to God knows what down the road, just like the Safety Act. Oh, we got to pass it, right? Yep. We pass it. It's tortured. It's terrible. But now we're going to fix it. You passed it, and you think I'm going to believe that you're going to fix it? This is so disgusting and so twisted and so tortured. Only an idiot, only an idiot could actually believe that things are going to get better in this state. That's Thank true. you. Merry Christmas and have a happy New Year. He, he didn't lie at all. <clears throat> Thank you. You know, uh, I I get I understand. I mean, the Republicans don't don't have the power to stop any of this. And 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 well, is there a will to even try? No. Well, some of Marty's Marty's Marty, a fighter. Okay. Marty, I, I'll give Marty that. Marty's a fighter. Marty, I, I, ever since he was the mayor, the mayor of Barrington, uh, and when he became state rep, he's been a fighter. He's been somebody going down to Springfield fighting for us. Now, I don't have to agree with everything he does or any any other Republican does, but for the most part, no, Republicans are not fighting. No, not at all. Let's go to Robert in Austin, Texas, I believe. We have a lot of people listening from Austin. Hi, Robert. How are you? Good, but I'm not in Texas. Oh, <laughs> oh you're in the Austin neighborhood. The person ahead of you is from Austin, Austin Texas. I'm sorry. No, I'm Austin on the west side. Okay, yes. I'm familiar with the yeah, area. Yeah, I got... Okay, I got the perfect reply. Every time I say uh, or somebody say happy holidays to me, I say Merry Christmas. And they say, well, I don't celebrate Christmas. And I say, okay, 
but I don't celebrate happy. I don't celebrate happy holidays either. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> They're left speechless. Oh, <laughs> I love it. I love well, it. Good for you, Robert. Well, Ma- Robert, have a very merry Christmas. Okay. Merry Christmas. Okay. Merry Christmas. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> uh, there he's so. I love, I love his soul. That laugh. His soul. Oh, you can just tell he's a good guy. Kevin in Austin. Texas, how are you? Yes, Kevin. There he is. Hey, Kevin, are you getting any of the illegals up by you guys? Are your shelters full by any chance? Or I, I'm in a town called Cedar Park, which is just north of Austin. So I'm kind of insulated from that. Okay. But I do know a lot of people that what are. What rich there. people live? This is no. Oh, so what, what if he is rich? <laughs> I wish it was rich. Yeah, I'm just. Uh, I'll tell you my house. My, my taxes have gone up because of the, the growth down here. But anyhow. Um, I, and, and by the way, I did grow up in Oak Park, so I would go into Austin when I wanted to buy, buy liquor at KK Liquors on uh, Madison and Austin Avenue So when I was in high school. Anyhow, uh, I wanted to call and wish you both a very Merry Christmas. I love your show. And John Anthony, I don't know if I could ever find you on Rumble and watch it. And I love the fact that I'm able to keep my Chicago accent by listening to your show. Uh, <laughs> people it. tell me it's gotten harder. Uh, and just just for what you guys do, I think it's great. And you know what? I do know people down here that listen to the show because they tell me. And I want anybody who's listening who's my relatives, i got a large Irish Catholic family, I want to wish all of them a very happy New Year and Merry Christmas. So thanks for doing what you guys do. And, John, if you could just comment on, do you see more uh, uh, people, uh, minorities, things like that, actually becoming involved I do Republican Party in Texas, especially like on the southwest side or in uh, in uh, Chicago, Cook County, in the southwest side. It seems like that's where it's grown. Oh, they uh, they really are. I mean, there's some stuff coming down the pike I can't talk about right now, but um, okay. it's coming. All right. We got to get quickly get to Chuck and Delavan before we sing. Chuck, how are you? Keep it tight. Hey, uh, shout out to Mike and Barb. I'll see you at Foley's tonight. Phil and Reggie will be there at Foley's. I'll be dressed as Santa. This is Chicago's Morning we Answer. Have panels coming yeah. Oh, my God. On AM 560. Santa here? I know him. The Answer. Thanks for listening to Chicago's Morning Answer podcast sponsored by Signature Bank. Signature Bank takes pride in helping customers grow their business and provide unmatched banking expertise, custom financial solutions, and the industry's best technology. So whether you're a business looking for a deposit relationship or needs a ready source of financing, Signature Bank is the right bank for you. Call today at 773-467-5600 to hear how Signature Bank can help your business grow and thrive. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender.